We are back for our Olympic trials preview on the Flow Track Podcast. I'm Kevin Sully, joined by Gordon Mack. Really, no time for chit chat today, Gordon. We got to get right into it today. Yeah, this is going to be the mega Olympic trials preview. We're doing every single event. We're not leaving any event untouched. And I stayed up till 4 a.m. last night, so I'm on very little sleep because I had to get in my final rankings of every event going into the Olympic trials. Olympic trials start on Friday. I wanted to have the final U.S. rankings for the 100, the 200, the triple jump, shot put, discus, 10K, 3K, steeple, everything you can think of. And we're going to mm-hmm. preview every event here in a mega pod. I'm excited. You excited? It's going to be a long one, but we're going to get through them all. Yeah, we're going to try to do this in 90 minutes, five minutes per event. Some I'm sure will go a little longer, some a bit shorter. You can put comments in the chat if you're watching on YouTube. Remember to subscribe to the Flowtrack Podcast YouTube channel if you haven't yet. And the order in which we'll do these events seems somewhat random as I look at my list. Is there any? It's It's not random at all. It's not? It's not random at all. Yeah, so what we're doing is we're going to start from short event to the longest event and go back and forth between track and field. So it'll be 100, high jump, short hurdles, pole vault, 200, long jump, 400, triple jump, and we'll work our way all the way up to uh, multis 10K. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So let's roll with the, the 100. Uh, men, women, I guess we'll mix that up uh, as as well as we go forward. But let's just start with 100-meter men. Are you are you putting a clock on all these? Uh, I'll, I'll do my own internal clock so we can kind of keep ourselves honest with each other. Hold on. Let me get okay. a clock going. Gordon is getting okay. his clock ready. But okay. Stopwatch. Okay. Ready? Gonna... Men's, men's and women's 100. Go. What are your thoughts? Boom. Let's start with the men's 100. The men's okay. 100, let's start there. I think we have a couple clear storylines here playing out. One, Trayvon Bromel, he is the favorite. He's run 977 this year, undefeated this year in the 100. Then you have questions around Noah Lyles because he has not broken 10 seconds this year. And then you have the Fred Curley dynamic. 991, he's beat Gatlin and DeGrasse this year. Good wins. He scratched the 400 going down to the 100 and 200. But it is deep all around. You cannot forget names like Justin Gatlin, obviously, Ronnie Baker. Marvin Bracey, Isaiah Young. To me, it's I feel really strongly about Bromel making a team, and then there's a lot of question marks in this event, Gordon. Yeah, I think this is an event where the, there's only one lock, and that is Bromel. Um, everyone has a reason to be a top three guy behind Bromel, but everyone also has a reason not to be. Isaiah Young, his reason is he's been consistent. He has th- thrown down consistently – uh, sub tens multiple times mm-hmm. in 2021. His con, he hasn't really done it before, and he's he's on the older mm-hmm. side. He's not one of those younger guys. Yeah. Fred Curley, we know what he is. He his 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 pro is he's a freak of an athlete. His con is he's never done it before. Ronnie Baker, his pro is he's consistent. His con is can he be a clutch performer? Makai mm-hmm. Williams, his con is uh, college guy. So mm-hmm. can, can he get it done when it matters most? Freshman. Bracey, he only has one good performance this season. Noah Lyles, you know what he's done. He's had a subpar 2021. Justin Gallen, he's 50 years old. 
So they all have these different pros and cons. Um, right now, the float. So what we did was we actually created our final flow track rankings. So you guys can mm-hmm. check them out on the site. They went up on the site live at 4 a.m. this morning. Uh, and right now, the flow track rankings have Bromel one, Isaiah Young two, and Fred Curley three. With oh wow! The four, five, with the four, five, six being Ronnie Baker, Makai Williams. Marvin Bracey, six, seven, Noah Lyles, and eight, Justin Gatlin. So that's the final that we have projected um, with Lyles and Gatlin in seven and eight. But you just have to give credit for Isaiah Young being really consistent and Fred Curley, who low-key has had a really good 100-meter season that kind of mm-hmm. you can't you can't overlook. And maybe there's a reason I mean, he's doing it. Maybe he knows. Yeah, there's got to be. There's got to be something going on there. I will just make one side prediction here. Justin Gatlin's not finishing eighth. I'm just going to say that right now. He's not, he may not make the team, but he's not going to finish eighth. We know what Gatlin's going to do. He's going to run somewhere in the nine nine eight to nine nine oh, or maybe nine eight eight range there. And he, I think he's anywhere from on this team from you know second to sixth in that range. Yeah, I think Bromel is the only lock. I, I like the argument around Baker, just consistent and and steady. And then I think that third spot's either going to come from Bracey or Young, one of the guys who's popped a sub nine nine this year. And you know, you mentioned Bracey hasn't done much other than the nine eighty five. He may, you know, he has the experience of making the Olympic team though. And Isaiah Young's made two hundred meter teams. Those guys have at least gone through the process before. So, I don't, are we making official picks on this? Yeah. So what what's your what's your top three? I'm gonna go Bromel. Baker, Bracey. Loving the Bs. You're going triple B? Triple. Romel, Baker, Bracey. Are you writing these down? Don't actually hold me accountable. No, I'm holding you accountable. These are our final official picks. You get no take backs. Uh, Okay. My my order is going to be, I'm going with Bromel, Bracey, Curly. Mm -hmm. On the women's side of things, we have a, a bit of a similar situation in that Richardson is playing the role of Bromel with the clear favorite here. And then after that, a lot of question marks. And then it almost divides down into youth versus veterans here with Tony Terry, Cambria Sturgis representing the youth. And then people like Aliyah Hobbs, Tiana Barletta, Javian Oliver, more like a Kinnison. Tiana Daniel. There's just a long list of of women who I guess you could say represent the the veterans here, even though some of them aren't that old, but they are just they're not in college. So the collegians versus the the post collegians. Yeah, and uh, right now the collegians have the advantage outside of obviously Richardson. Flow check rankings came in with Richardson one, Sturgis the NCAA champ two, Tunisia Terry three, who you said always finds a way to be top three in the races. Then Aaliyah Hobbs. Tamara Clark, Javine Oliver, mm-hmm. Briscoe, and Tiana Bartoletta in eighth. I know you'll say Bartoletta will not finish eighth in the final. <laughs> Man, she dropped that. Look how many times she's raced this year. Tiana Bartoletta's raced like 60 times. It seems like her her results page is massive, and she dropped a sub-11. That, that was very surprising to me. I think someone like Hobbs or Briscoe would have been – you know, would have made sense as a pick, right? But it's tough to go against the the collegians here when you have Cambry Sturgis, 
running 1074. Yeah, I know it's wind dated, and but then backing up with the 2212, and you have Tony Cherry running a 1079 wind. We talked last pod about about Terry. I'm big on Terry. I'm picking Terry for sure here. The only question mark to me is that that third spot. I feel good about Richardson. I feel good about Terry. All right. So I guess I should go first on my prediction. Sure, unless you want to do more deep analysis here on well, what to expect. Yeah. So here's the thing: we gave ourselves five minutes per event, and right now we're at six seventeen. But I <laughs> guess we should give a uh, an asterisk to the hundred because it is the marquee event. So it's okay if we go mm-hmm. over. I guess that's that's much okay. So we can keep talking on the whims. Uh, I think it's interesting. There are some like really big names that really aren't really having strong seasons that mm-hmm. I could see not even making finals. Like Tiana Daniels hasn't really been running that well. Jenna Prandini, Desiree Bryant uh, hasn't been running that well. Morakea Kinnison. Like these are like names that we've seen in multiple finals. Some have made multiple teams, but they haven't had like a mm-hmm. any really notable performance in 2021. And the question is, will these people who haven't had notable performances – are they just waiting for mid June to have their like notable performance, right. or is it they're not what they used to be? That's that's the big question mark for me when it comes to women's hundred. Well, you're absolutely right because you look at these entry times that's on the USATF list, and they're not just they're not keeping it down to just this year. So a lot of times yeah. there's a performance there that's really old, and then you look at the times this year, and it's a bunch of 11 twos and a bunch of fourth place finishes. And that doesn't inspire much confidence going into the, the championships. Cause if you actually look at this year's list, you got Richardson at 1072. This is just with their PB, their season best Terry at 1089 Hobbs, 1091. That was from the end of April. Sturgis, 1092. Remember these are legal marks. Tamara Clark, another collegian, 1096. Then Bartoletta, 1097, Oliver, 1097. Those are the only sub 11s this year then you got briscoe at, at 1102 it, it changes it a bit you know as compared to looking at well what have they done within the qualifying window well that's so long ago now yeah you gotta when uh we updated these flow check rankings we threw out 2019 altogether there's nothing you could have done in 2019 that should influence the 2021 june performances so yeah i was purely only looking at 2021 uh, as a reference point, sure. you've had enough opportunity to run in enough races to prove fitness, to don't prove fitness, etc. The only time I didn't really look at 2021 was for 5K, 10K, because not everyone needs to run a fast 5K in 2021 mm-hmm. if you already had it. So you kind of have to adjust accordingly. But in the 100, you've had opportunities to run fast. There's no sit and kick 100 out there. If you're an 11-2 woman right now, likely you're going to be an 11-2 woman in June. So... Uh, I'll give you my picks. I'm going with uh, Richardson one, and then I was tempted to go college, college back to back. But I'm only I'm I'm gonna give a little love to these pros. They kind of have been out of the spotlight, so I'm gonna go um, Richardson one, Tanisha Terry two, Aaliyah Hobbs three. So I'm okay, gonna so you don't, take out Sturgis. You don't have Sturgis, yeah. And I got for that third spot behind Richardson and Terry. I got Javian Oliver. I got Javian Oliver in that third spot. She's competed frequently. She's run in the Diamond Leagues. You know, she's run the sub eleven this year. But it's it's wide open for that that third spot. It's wide open for the finals as well, too. But I think there is going to be some some pro that pops it 
like some so pro that pops take, through. So you're not picking Sturgis either? I'm not. I'm picking Terry. Look, I was on the Terry bandwagon first. I feel like once I gave you that stat that she's finished top three in five of her six 60 finals or 100-meter finals, that that just, that just swayed you. I mean, I'm not going to be surprised if Sturgis makes a team. Let me be very clear about that. I will not be shocked if she makes the team. But Terry wasn't that far behind her last week, and we've seen what Terry does in these sort of races. She's ultra consistent, ultra consistent. And I will, again, I will, when we're wrong, when we record the pod, the recap pod after day two, I will obviously say, what was I thinking? Why did I pick against the person? Uh, but Sturgis has entered in two events, correct? Correct. Yes. So two events could be so, could be more Sturgis. Yeah. There could be more Sturgis coming later on in the show. I'm not saying she's not gonna make the Olympic team. True, true, true. Uh, so this pod that's projected to be 90 minutes long is now going to be a three-hour Lord of the Rings trilogy because that was 10 minutes on the hundred. <laughs> so. High jump. We're going to the field events now. Reset the clock. Let's see if we can do a little better time. Get down the time yeah. a little bit. Uh, high jump. Start the men. I mean, it's all about Javon Harrison. I don't think anyone is close to him right now. Uh, I don't see like the Eric Canards or Jerron Robinsons or other guys really doing anything. Javon mm-hmm. Harrison has dominated. He's pretty much taken over the mantle to to be the best. U.S. high jumper right now. And I looked at the schedule, Gordon, because you know that's what I do, even though we're not going to be there in person. I said, you know what? I'm a professional. I got to memorize the schedule. And we know that his high jump and long jump are on the same day, but they're separated by two and a half hours. So I don't think he's going to have to bounce back and forth in in the same way that he would if it was an NCAA championship. Not that he's not equipped for that. We've seen him do it before, but that should help a little bit, alleviate some of the strain of doing both events unless the high jumps is going to take over two and a half hours. But you know more about me in terms of how long the stuff will actually take. But I think by then he'll at least have a bunch of jumps under him and he won't have to worry about reporting to the clerk of the course. Um, who else do we have on this list? We got we got Trey Culver as well, Shelby McEwen, Daryl Sullivan. So a lot of young, a lot of young guys in this field towards the top of the list. Yeah, I mean, mainly Sullivan and McEwen. I have the flow track rankings, have it go uh, Harrison 1, Daryl Sullivan of Tennessee 2, Shelby McEwen 3, Tyler Arroyo 4, and Eric Kennard, who that's the name that probably people remember most, in 5th. Mm-hmm. He hasn't jumped that well, Kennard, um, to like mm-hmm. really – Put a lot of trust to put him top three right now, just based on how the college kids are doing. I mean, could, let me bring up his. Uh... So, side note, guys, we don't have Travis on today's podcast, so we're not going to really have many graphics, which is unfortunate. So, Eric Kennard, he has jumped two thirty, which is good, but that was back in April, so it's been a while since he's done that. And hey, McEwen, Sullivan, and Harrison have all consistently vaulted. I mean, not vaulted, uh, jumped over, jumped. 233. So, yeah. So we have Harrison one, Sullivan two, McEwen three, Arroyo four, and Eric Kennard five, Jerome Robinson six. That's our pro- projected flow track ranking. And you look at and the, I'm gonna yeah. hold on. You look at the what? yearly list. You got me all in on the high jump now, Gordon. You got you you've you've hooked <laughs> me in. But you look at the yearly list. Harrison is number two, a centimeter off the top mark. Sullivan is tied for third along with McEwen. So 
they have three of the top five guys in the world this year. So it's good. It's a good, really good year for American men's high jumping. And I'm looking back at history. Didn't medal in 16. Obviously, Kennard medaled in 12 and, and then didn't medal in 08. So this could be a big year for the U.S. men's high jumpers. Yeah, I agree. What's your picks? I think I'm going, I'm following yours in that order. You got, you have uh, Harrison one. Sorry. Her, yeah, Harrison one, McEwen, and Sullivan. That's where I'm going. You go McEwen two or Sullivan two? Yeah. McEwen two, Sullivan three. But those three, I think, are going to be a cut above everybody else. Harrison, maybe PRs. Maybe he gets the world lead. What about you? Here's a question. Here's a question for these picks. Does order matter when it comes to trials predictions? I mean, for us, yes. Like when we're writing them down for bragging rights. But for okay. the athletes, especially if it's between second and third, I don't think anybody remembers that. First first and third, you probably remember because, hey, you're U.S. champion. But between second and third, probably not. So, yeah, so write them down in order. Okay. Um, women. So I'm going Harrison Sullivan McEwen, and you're going Harrison yep. McEwen Sullivan. Yep. Women, the current flow track rankings as of 4 a.m. this morning. Uh, Vashai Cunningham won. Jelena Rowe, two. Rachel McCoy, three. Rachel Glenn, four. Abigail McDonald, O'Donohue, five. And then mm -hmm. the people we've kind of known in this event outside of Vashti, Anika McPherson, six, and Ty Butts Townsend in seven. Um, what are your takes on the women's hunt, uh, high jump? I, I mean, Vashti is, is basically, yeah. And then it's everyone else. Yeah, that's been an, that's been an easy pick for several years now i guess just the question is i mean she's tops in the world so you think she's favored to win the the gold although nothing's guaranteed the u.s hasn't got a gold in the olympic women's high jump since 1988 but after her i mean i'd say rowan mccoy does that sound reasonable yeah, yeah. and when you look at the the world standard list only Cunningham, Rowe, and McCoy have the standard. Butts yes, and that, McPherson that yes. have the world ranking quota, but you never know what could change between now and that. So uh, Rowe and McCoy have definitely the the safest path to get it if there's no one, if it's like a an off day for everyone. But I'm going mm -hmm. I'm going chalk in my mind. I'm going to go with Cunningham, Rowe, and McCoy. Are you doing the same? Yep, in that in that order as well. Next event, we're moving on to the high hurdles here. 110 for the men, 100 for the women. Let's just, I think we just get the men out of the way real quick. Holloway's okay. going to win. Let's just put yes. that aside. Let's just put that in. Let's just talk. We don't need permanent ink. We don't, we don't we need talked enough about Holloway. We talked enough about Holloway in 2019 that he can. Have just uh, a five. He can have ten seconds in this uh, Olympic trials preview. Yes. Yeah, I've written fifty thousand words about Grant Holloway. I I don't need to say any more about Grant Holloway. You could just Google some of what I've written. And then I like Allen and Roberts from other two spots. Okay. Have you? Devin Allen's the... been like sneaky, sneaky solid this year. Devin yes. Allen. Devin. He's, he's Devin Allen has been sneaky solid. I agree with you. But you know who has not been sneaky solid? Daniel Roberts. 
Roberts. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But it's like, who are you going to put in, in in his place there? I guess who has been Robert who's Dunning. Been, Robert Dunning. Who's been, okay. He's, Robert Dunning almost missed the NCAA final. So that, I mean, he won he won the race, which is which is great. But he's shown vulnerability as well too. Like if you look at his marks, uh, uh, Daniels. He's not – he used to be like, you know, 13-0 or like yeah. close to that. But like he started off his season with 13-2-9 but with a 5.5 wind. Then he was at 13-3 with a 2.2 wind. Then 13-5, 13-3-9 with a 3 wind. 13-3 with 1.4 wind. So his PB is 13 – his season best is 13-23 with 1.1, which is solid. But Dunning has just been consistently – throwing down sub 1330s. I just think Roberts for some reason I don't think is has been as consistent and I'm I'm willing to go I'm willing to zag while everyone else is zigging. And I think Robert Dunning um, deserves to make that team over Daniel Roberts and I agree with you Devin Allen is going to make it. So I'm going with yeah. Holloway uh Allen and Dunning. Mm-hmm. And who are you going with? I'm going Holloway, Allen, Roberts. I think, you know, racing against Grant is going to bring the best out of him. I mean, in the races that he's run against Grant this year, 13-3 in Miramar, and then he's run a 13-2-3 in, in Jacksonville. I think they're just going to rekindle some of that SEC stuff. He's going to stay close. I think, he'll, I think he'll be ready when the time comes. Uh, women's, man, the women's is unpredictable because you have the huge influx of collegians, and then you don't really know what to take from these pro performances. This is kind of similar to the 100 that you talked about. You look like farther down the list. You're like, oh, okay. There's a lot of 12-7s, 12-8s there. Ken Harrison, I think, is a obvious choice here. I would say Tania Marshall, but she's scratched the final in the NCAAs. So I don't know if she's running or how healthy she's going to be. So that one is a bit difficult. And then you got to decide between... The, the collegiate group of which you talked uh, last pod about with Anna Cockerell. In fact, you made it your lock of the meet, I believe, which was really strong. Uh, but you had still, Cockerell. Still believe in it. Still believe in my you, Anna Cockerell lock. But like between Marshall, Brissett, uh, and Cockerell, you got a, a a group there of collegians. And then on the pro side of things, you got you know Clemens, McNeil, Clay, McNeil's out. and Nelvis. McNeil's well, no, out. She's allowed to – She's allowed to compete pending her the completion of her case. So she's still allowed to compete in the race. Uh, she is? So she's still there. I thought she's... Yeah, I, I don't. Oh. I don't know what's. I don't know what's going to happen uh, with the case. But just for the purposes of, of this event and finishing top three, I think you'd put those four together in one group, and then you'd put Cockerell, Brissett, Marshall in another group, and then Harrison in uh, in a third tier. But you, I got to admit, you talked me into Cockrell last race. And I think if Marshall runs, I think she's going to make it. I think it'll go Harrison, Marshall, or Harrison, Marshall, Cockrell. If she doesn't run, I'm going to go Harrison, Cockrell, and then Christina Clemens for that third spot. So wait, McNeil can run, make the team. Does that mean the fourth place person is just going to be sitting, waiting to potentially be selected? Correct. If Correct. she... Now, she has not raced at all this year, so we have no idea what to expect. But okay, yeah, that 
It seems What's your it pick? seems like a crazy crazy summer waiting if you get fourth and cheese in the top three. Uh, I'm going with Harrison, uh, Cockrell, and Clemens. I want to put Mar. Actually, you know what? Maybe Marshall's fine. She did tweet Olympic trials up next. What? Okay. Maybe maybe she's fine. So I'm going to go Harrison, Marshall, Cockrell. I'm going my what my flow check ranking said. That's what I'm doing with, uh, and it's. Changing the guard, you know, there's no more like Queen Clay isn't running as well as she used to. Sharika Nelvis is not in the picture anymore. Nia Ali isn't even entered. Brianna McNeil has run all year. She may be suspended. Uh, Don Harper Nelson, who's going to be in this race, isn't, you know, she's it's not the, Don, the normal Don Harper Nelson. She's in the twilight of her career. It's just a big changing of the guard. And this is kind of the start mm-hmm. of it with the Marshalls, Cockrells, and Grace Starks of this world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder if there's another collegian that we're not thinking about who can who can creep in there as well too. But those people have kind of been running the in the twelve sevens as opposed to you know the twelve five group though. But it, it's interesting that whole cockerel making it the high hurdles and not the low hurdles thing is a fun story to watch. So who? Next what's your up, what's your order? What's your order? So can I do two? No, I'm not allowed to do two. No. So I have to no. guess whether or not Tania, Tania Marshall's in. I'm gonna go. I'm going to go with this. I'm going to go, man, there's the tweet. Do I believe the tweet? That's interesting. You know, how much weight do I put on the tweet? I'm going to go Harrison, Cockrell, Clemens. My three. Pole vault time, Gordon. Yep, you know it. Doing Walk better on time, by the way. That, that was a six-minute uh that was a six minute version so we're doing good all right pole vault uh we'll make it up here in the pole vault sorry pole vault (laughs) uh right now i'll I'll go through the rankings this is what we have in the rankings on the men's side chris nielsen is ranked number one sam kendrick's Mm -hmm. two casey lightfoot the newly guy who left baylor early to go pro is three then zach bradford four matt ludwig five and then the rest as you can go on down the list check the full rankings on our site Kendricks definitely should be consistent is consistent. He's going to make the team. He's a lock. He's one of the most world-class athletes we have. Um, and I think just Casey Lightfoot, the way indoor season he was having and Chris Nielsen, who, you know, he, he's the one who beat Mondo before Mondo yeah. went on to break world records. I think Chris Nielsen, Kendricks and Lightfoot is likely to be our team. Yeah. You got the Lightfoot going pro in the middle of the college season dynamic. There, I don't. I don't have the record all time and how those people perform at the at the Olympic trials because I don't think it's happened that often. But yeah, I feel strong. I think Nelson's solid. I think Kendricks obviously is there. But yeah, there's a little bit of a gap there back to to Bradford. I'm sticking with those three women. I mean, would you say the women's is more open than the men's? Well, women's has an interesting factor because Jen Sir is entered and she hasn't competed at all in 2021. Okay. Is Jen Sir what what are we gonna get from her? Like is this mm-hmm. gonna be the vintage her or is this just like hey I just want to go to the trials because I have a, a standard from twenty nineteen so they can let me in and vault one last time? Mm-hmm. You would think if she was healthy and like regularly training, she would have been done at least one vault, right? What are your thoughts here? Do you think she's gonna yeah. be a factor? Okay, so her her outdoor PB 493, 
right? And her 2020 season best, she jumped you know, 485 at Albuquerque indoors. She didn't obviously do any competitions outdoors. And then 2019, she jumped, you know, 490. I'm looking at the fourth place person here. And on the fourth place, um, fourth seed, excuse me. So you have Nago at 493, Morris 484. And then you have a big drop down to the next best, which is a 471 and 470. So if she could get like a 475, she'd be good. And she did, I just mentioned last year, I know it was at altitude, but 485 in Albuquerque. She also did a 475 at Houston. I'm taking shirt for that third spot behind the other two. Even though she hasn't competed at all? Even though she has not competed. She's going to be fresh, Gordon. She's going to be fresh. She'll be ready to roll. Or she'll be rusty. She'll be fresh or is she rusty? Yeah. that's Well, rest versus rust. That's always the big de- debate in the, in the pole vault world. Big debate. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I don't go ahead. I'm not going to, I don't, I don't believe, I think she would have done at least one like tune up to kind of get herself ready. So I can't, I can't have her making a team with no tune up. So I'm going with, uh, Katie, the goat, the goat, is it the goat or the goatee? I, I don't know. I keep on I guess saying go. I guess the goat. go. Uh, and then Sandy Morris, she's the equivalent of the Sam Kendrick's going to make every team. And I think Bridget Guy, Bridget Guy, who I've ranked third in the flow track, I'm going with. I'm trusting the flow track rankings. I stay up to 4 a.m. making them, so I'm trusting them. So that's going to be my top three. Nago, Morris, and Guy. I like that you are uh, sticking with your rankings, staying loyal to them. But one thing they can't measure, Gordon, is the heart of the champion, and that's Jen Scher. And that's why I think she's going to get that spot. Next up. Ooh, we're under the 200. Here we go. Men, women. Let's start with the men. So every year, people get their hopes up about the 200 because it could be awesome because you're like, man, there's these 200-meter specialists. And then there's these 100-meter people who could move up. And then there's these 400 people who move down. And then by the time you get to the end of the season and the end of the meet, it's usually watered down. And there's injuries and people withdraw because they win 100 and people's best laid plans about doing this ambitious double. Take a backseat to caution and, oh, my hamstring hurts a little bit. I'm not going to run. So I say that as a bit of caution because this men's 200 looks like an epic clash that in no way will disappoint us. There's no possible way we get let down by this men's 200. Because look at the names that we have now. Lyles, Norman, Laird, Bednarik, Curley, Arian Knighton, high schooler. You got Harris, Flournoy, Cravon Gillespie. You got just a lot of people here. And I think bowling. it boils down bowling. I think it comes down to, obviously, uh, the five of Lyles, Norman, Laird, Bednarik, and Curley. Not to say nobody else has a shot, but those are the five that, if they're at their best, will qualify. Now, we don't know who's going to scratch bowling in there. Throw bowling in there. Give bowling some love. Come on. He's the NCAA indoor champion who has beaten Laird. Okay. Adam, what did he get make, it? make it a group of six. Make it a group of six. Well, if, well, if I'm going to add him, why would I? Why would I keep out? Why would I keep out someone like Gillespie? Because Gillespie hasn't Arian? run the. Gillespie hasn't Arian even run the two hundred this year. Arian Knight. I mean, no. Listen, I'm I'm making my group. This is my okay. group. Yeah. I, well, again, I'm not. 
I'm not saying nobody else will ever make it. I'm just saying those five, <laughs> if they're at their best, are gonna are gonna run it. I okay. ultimately think, I ultimately think Norman won't run it because I think he'll run the he'll get in on the four and then and then scratch. Laird is going all in on this. Benaric's in the one. Lyles is in the one, but they're both better in the in the two hundred in terms of metal chances. And then you got the ultimate wild card in Curly. This is going to be a fascinating race. Lyles has not run that fast this year relative to his other seasons. Nineteen nine is the is the season best. So this one is hard to sort out. Uh, I went early on and I said it's going to be Lyles, Laird, Bednarik. That was before Curly was entered and Norman was entered, and that was before, of course, uh, we saw the you know, the NCAA championships. Um, but I think I'm going to stick with that. What about you? So you're going Lyles, Laird, Benaric? Yeah, I'm not going to overthink it. I'm not going to okay. go too deep. Now, Curly, ultimate wild card, right? Because he has the most misleading PR in history. He's got 20.2 yeah. PR, but he's run 991, and he's run 43 in the quarter. So it makes no sense that he would not be a sub-20, 200-meter guy. So – that is the that is the, the the puzzle that needs to be solved here this weekend. Maybe there's just something weird about the 200 that he's not able to to crack, uh, but I just haven't seen it yet. And it's tough to pick a guy who's run 22.2 versus these guys who have run. Like in the case of Laird, he's run a bunch of sub 20s. I'm going with. I'm not overthinking it, but I am going to overthink the order. And I think this is the moment that we get a holy shit moment. And I think Laird wins. I think Terrence Laird wins. I think Lyles gets second and Ben Derrick gets third. And I think this is a moment that people are like, holy crap, Noah Lyles is beatable. And this is when you realize you should have never bet your house on Noah Lyles in 2021. So I'm going with Laird, Lyles, and then Ben Derrick. Okay. So first of all, let me just say my house is secure. I feel really good about my house. This is a long season. Lyles is going to win that gold. Second, you just said I'm not going to overthink it, but I'm going to pick against a guy who has owned this event the last three years. That's the definition yeah, of overthinking it. No, I'm picking the same three as you. I'm just picking a different order. Okay. So you have Curly making it in the 100 but not the 200, which I don't blame you for Correct. based on his, his PBs, but that's just the weird state of track and field <laughs> right now. All right, 200. Women's You're picking- 200. Let me double get you having Laird second or third. I'm going in that order. Lyles, okay. Bednarik, Laird. Lyles, Bednarik, Laird. That's what I'm going with. All right, 200. For the women. You ready for this? I'm ready. You want me to Again, go first? Or? Same, same situation applies here. We just don't know who's going to be doubling back because there's 400-meter runners in here. There's a lot of 100-meter runners in here. I'm assuming Shakari's going to try to do the double. <laughs> Right, and I assume you know Sturgis is going to come back. Tamara Clark's going to come back. Uh, I have a th- I have a three that I feel pretty good about. What is your three? Oh, Felix, and we don't know about Felix, right? Everybody's saying she's only going to do the two or she's going to do the the four hundred. But I have a I have a, I have a three I feel pretty solid about. Yeah, I'm going. So the flow track rankings have Richardson one, Tamara Clark two, Sturgis three, Allison Felix four. Gabby Thomas, five, Prandini, six, Battle, seven, Irby, eight. I think I didn't pick Sturgis in the 100. I think she gets redemption in the 200. And yep. same thing with Clark. I think Clark and Sturgis are two college kids who don't make it in the 100, who come back, 
make it in the 200 along with Richardson. So I'm going with Richardson, Clark, Sturgis. I have Richardson, but I have Gabby Thomas in there and then Sturgis for the third spot if Felix doesn't run. If Felix does run, I think uh, she'll have a chance to get that that third spot. And I think we have to obviously consider the possibility that there are going to be a, a bunch of scratches. But Gabby Thomas has had a good good season this year. And she's been consistent. She's been on. She's been consistent. Excuse me. She's been on that pro schedule, and you know, she won that race in Mount Sac. I feel pretty pretty good about <laughs> her being able to to get it done. You're going heavy on the college side there, huh? Yeah. So you. So you're doing Richardson Thomas Sturgis. That's your order. Yeah. That's yes. Okay. Because I'm I'm trying to guess scratches. Now this could all kind of blow up in my face because if Felix ends up scratching the four and only running the two, that's going to impact my picks in, in both events. But, you know, that's the fun here, Gordon. It's track and field. Not only do you need to guess the results, you need to guess who's actually competing in what race because we don't really know until the gun goes off. Super it normal. Never gets that's old. Super normal it way. never gets yeah. old. Never gets old. All right, I see next on the list you have the long jump. Yes. Long jump. Got a back to Javon Harrison uh, party. Yes. He's the heavy favorite once again on the men's side. Um, the flow track rankings have the order Javon Harrison, Stefan McCarter, Jerry and Lawson, Corey Crawford, Marquise Dendy, Jeffrey Henderson. That's our top six. Find the other four on the flow track rankings by going to flowtrack.com. Plug, plug. Uh, I think if you look at the rankings, Henderson and being down in six is kind of like a ooh. Because Henderson hasn't really jumped much this season, uh, and McCarter and up to in second, it's kind of like, Ooh, okay, can the Texas kid do it? Yeah, I think the only known again in this event is Harrison's going to make the team. I think he makes the team in both the high jump and the long jump. Um, I think uh, Lawson makes it, and then everyone gets to interview him about Shelby Houlihan. It's going to be great, and everyone's going to talk about beef and pork and all that good stuff from Mexican food trucks. Because uh, for those who don't know, Jerry Lawson's lawyer, who got his four years reduced, four year sentence changed to two years, but basically annulled. Um, it's the same lawyer that is trying to help out Shelby. Uh, not sure if it's the same situation, but same lawyer. That's all. Uh, but yeah, I'm going with Harrison, McCarter, and Lawson for your top three. I'm I'm putting more weight into this year, so I'm go I'm putting Henderson on that team. A 839 is third best in the world this year. He's clutch performer. He he won the, the last trials in just an insane competition with a bunch of wind aided jumps, but that was a real fun one. And then third spot, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Dendy. 829 this year. Again, a lot of experience. He just Dendy just missed out. He was the odd man out in that competition in in 2016. Um, on a tiebreaker, I believe, which is kind of weird too, because Clay beat him with the same jump, but his was wind aided and, and Dendy's was not. So I think some redemption here for Dendy. I think we're going to go, uh, Harrison Henderson, Dendy for the long jump. I'm changing my pick. I'm taking off McCarter. I'm putting Dendy in. I'm Wait allowed a minute. to do that. Oh, no, no, I'm no, allowed to do is, that. No, this is official. I, I, Sorry. Nope. I, the, the the picks aren't locked in until the entire events uh 
preview is complete and we still have the women's preview to do, so I can still change it. So I'm going with Harrison Lawson Dendy. And you're okay. doing Harrison Henderson Dendy. Yeah. Uh women, women's side of things in the long jump. Uh Tara Davis. Um, is she the top seed in your in your rankings? I know she's yeah has Davis the best jump. Yeah. Flow check rankings have Tara Davis one, Brittany Reese two, Shakira uh Sha- Shaquilla Saunders three. Molina Payton four, Couture Orgy five, Jasmine Moore six. Um, yeah, Davis and Reese seem like uh, pretty locks because Reese of her veteran presence has been made pretty much made all the teams, and Tara Davis, who's the top athlete right now in the U.S. It's interesting. The best, second best jumper in the U.S. this year is Kendall Williams, but she's not entered in the long jump. <laughs> Right, she's jumped seven meters this week. So you're going Davis, Reese, and Saunders. I I am not going to disagree. I'm going to run. I'm going to run with that same same group. And I think we could see a really cool competition uh, in this meet, especially if Reese gets going. I mean, you know how solid she can be, how exciting she she can be. Um, So I'm 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 looking forward to this this event for sure. And Davis has been jumping well, and it'll be cool to see her in a field with uh, with some pros here. Uh, what's up next? Four hundred. Moving up, moving up in distance. Yeah, we just keep we keep rolling here, and it's kind of weird to go to go this straw. Like we're going heavy sprints, it's gonna be heavy distance, so we're gonna get half the people tuning out probably when we get to the the fifteen hundred, or maybe half the people tuning in. Who knows? Yeah, that's that's the idea. People might have been skipping all the way to the, all the way to the three k steeplechase or whatever. So we'll see. Yeah, we we got those steeple stands out there. All right, let's start with the women's four hundred because, like I said before, I'm assuming Felix is going to run this event. I know other people have said differently, but I'm choosing to just go with my gut in terms of what she's doing, and I think she's going to run this race. The top two women this year in the United States. A thing Mo and Shamir Little are not entered in the 400, which leaves Conera Hayes' 49.92 as the fastest time by an American this year. Then you have Irby at 50.29, Ellis at 50.3, Jessica Beard 50.38, and then Felix at 50.68. Now there's some people when you look at the entry times though, like Phyllis Francis is 49.6, but they haven't run that fast this year. Wildland Jonathan's fourth at the world. Championships in 2019, but she's hasn't broken 51 seconds this year. I, before I make my pick, what else? What other factors do you think should be weighed here in the women's quarter? So I think the big factors are some of those top times in in the entries are kind of weird, right? Quinera Hayes, who I kind of doubted earlier in the year when she, mm-hmm. and then she ran a 49. I was like, oh okay, but after she ran that 49, she hasn't run since. So, mm-hmm. what? Why don't you run for the past two months? I don't. It could be dealing with the nagging injury, and then someone like Phyllis Francis hasn't yet to break fifty-two seconds. Wade yeah. Jonathan hasn't run as well as her PB uh, says that she has run. The you know, bunch of people scratched, like uh, Kaylin Roberts scratched. Um, who else scratched? There's another top athlete that scratched. I have it off the top of my head. That's all right. I can't remember. But anyway. Shakima uh, Wembley. <coughs> yeah, Shakima Wembley. Um, and then you mentioned that Allison Felix might not run it. Where are you hearing that? Uh, I mean, just it's mentioned every broadcast, basically, on, on NBC. 
that she's going to be focused on the on the 200 this year. But I've heard from other people that she's going to run both that have talked to, to what people. events first at the quarter in the first four days okay. and then the 200 in the second four days. And that's why it doesn't make any sense why she would not run the quarter, miss a chance to make the relay team. And we just talked about that women's yeah. 200. You have, yeah. you have, so you, in the 200, just to go back a little bit, you have Richardson obviously there who, if she runs, she's going to be the favorite. You have Sturgis who just ran 22-1. And then you have Gabby Thomas who beat her at Mount Sac versus the 400 where all year I was saying, hey, I think she's going to have a shot in this if nobody else emerges and the NCAA doesn't produce somebody out of nowhere. Well, the NCAA produced an insane time. The, the good news for Allison Felix is she not running, she's not running the 400. So She ain't going to be here anymore. <laughs> yeah. To, to, to quote Magic Johnson. Uh, big track fan, by the way. Gosh, can we do more yeah. stories on Magic Johnson's tweet? I don't think we covered that enough. Anyway, yeah. so Mo's not going to be there. So then you look at the NCAA athletes, right? And then the next best person or the runner-up NCAA is Talitha Diggs, 50.74. Well, obviously, Allison Felix can handle the 50.74. That's a different world than someone running 49.5. So I'm putting her on the team. I'm putting her, obviously, in this uh, – in this top three, I'm not sure if she's going to win, but I feel good about her. I feel good about Irby, and I'm going to pick, man, that last spot. That last spot is where it gets tricky. Do you, I mean, is Francis going to be able to get back on track? No. Same thing with Jonathan. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Jessica Beard for that third spot. So Irby, Felix, Beard. That's an interesting. Not the team uh, you would have had hey, last year. Not the team you would have last year. Um, one person that is kind of overlooked is Shay Anderson, UCLA athlete. She split forty nine nine in the four by four at NCAA's. Forty nine nines don't grow on trees. Now, I'm not saying that's enough for her to put together three rounds in the 400. She's also coming back to run the 400 hurdles. So she's mm-hmm. going to have a lot of running underneath her belt. But I think she could be a sneaky pick for a top three spot if someone falters. I do think Shay Anderson will be top six. Um, Waylon Jonathan is also a, a sleeper because she hasn't run like yeah. a, the 49-second runner that she is. But I'm going with Irby for the win. Ellis, number two. And I am can't believe I'm doing this. I'm picking Allison Felix in third. So I went from saying she she's – going to go the other way. You're going to go the other way here. And I was about to hang up. You thought, I thought you were going to so put yeah, her going, off the team again after your big apology a couple weeks ago. I thought that's what you were going to do. I thought you were going to full circle. No. So here's the thing. I get the best of both worlds because – I'm going to pick her, and then if she makes a team, everything's good. But then if she doesn't make it, then I can be like, I told you so. Okay, listen. Listen, here's the, the thing. I get the best of both worlds. No, that's, that, no, that's not allowed. You look at the entries, right, for this meet, she's, she's, her seed is sixth. Yeah. Ahead of her, though, is, is Francis, whose time comes from Which is the real win. time. Yeah. And Jonathan, which is in real time. Well, Jonathan has entered at 51, which is kind of weird okay. that she's entered at 51, and Francis is at 49.6. Regardless, Felix is going to outperform her seed when it comes time for 
the championship. I think it's fair to say. I think if it was a situation where she was seated 10th, then this conversation would have more merit to it. But she's going to have, if she comes in as the fifth seed based on marks this year, which if you take out Mo, you take out Little, you got Hayes, Irby, Ellis, Beard. And she beat Beard this year. I just think you put Allison Felix in a championship setting. She's going to be fine. Hey, man. I have her third. I'm going, you're going Irby Felix Beard, and I'm going Irby Ellis Felix. 400 men. The event that huh. we thought we had two locks in, now we only have yes. one. No Fred, no Fred Curley. Can't believe this is happening, but this is what Fred Curley does. He's going to be on the 100-meter team. He's going to be on the 4 by one instead of the 4 by. 4 Maybe he'll still be on the 4 by 4 Hopefully he makes the 100 team so he can – or maybe he will get like sixth in the 100, and so he's on the 4 by one and then he can also be on the 4 by 4 and on the next 4 by 4 So he can get Just sixth a- in the 100. He can run a total of 300 meters at trials, right, because it's three rounds, mm-hmm. right? Is it three rounds? He can run 300 meters total at the trials and then be eligible to be – on three gold winning relays. He anyway. just becomes the he just becomes the utility relay yeah, runner. Utility man. He's just he's just yeah. plugging in the spot. He's the ultimate glue guy the out there. I like that. I like that. I think this one's easy. Men's four hundred. I think it's easy. I think it's Norman. I think oh, it's okay. Ross. I think it's Cherry. Seal that Cherry. Put it in the bank. Those are the three going to Tokyo. Why so confident in Cherry? Got a PB this year. I think he's got a good experience, uh, a combo, excuse me, of of experience and still improving. And I don't think it's – you don't need to run 44-1 to make the team this year. And he got that 44-37. I think he'll be good throughout the rounds. He's done this a bunch of times. And Ross, 43-85 last week. I don't know if he'll match that, but again, he could slow down and still make the team. So Norman, Ross, Cherry, put that one in the bank. Okay, hear me out. Multi-time team maker, made, has won multiple medals with Sean Merritt. What are your thoughts? It's a great story. He's been running for, for decades. I don't. I think if he gets to the... Final, it would be an amazing accomplishment. But I mean, Cherry's again, like I said, forty-four thirty-seven this year, forty-four yeah. forty-four seventy-four, uh, twenty-six years old. I mean, look at like twenty nineteen, he was sixth at this meet. Twenty seventeen, he was sixth at the meet. Twenty sixteen, he was he made the semis. I mean, he's just he's done this before, and I I think in a year where there's that extra open spot, I think he takes advantage of it. Yeah. I wasn't being serious about merit. I wasn't letting you use merit to juxtapose Cherry's potential of making a team. Well, I don't know. Um, I don't know. But yeah, I think it's funny that merit's in this race. Gil Roberts, who hasn't run it all, all year, is has an mm-hmm. auto entry because he finished top three. In okay. 20, I think, or something like that. He has a qual- He's qualified. Um, there's some other guys who haven't, who have been in the mix, but haven't really had that great of a season. Will London, he's made a team. Kamari Montgomery, Nathan mm-hmm. Strother, Justin Robinson, he's the high school kid. And the other college kids, the flow track rankings. Oh, he's out of high school, now. yeah, true. He's a fresh, uh, yeah. I, I keep on, I think I keep on thinking it's 2019. That's my problem. <laughs> uh, 
The Fletcher rankings go Norman, Ross, then Noah Williams, Bryce Dedman, Trevor Stewart, Michael Cherry, Vernon Norwood, Elijah Godwin. I believe in Norman and Ross. I think Williams. Oh, you're going to pick Williams? I'm going to pick Williams. So I'm going Norman. I think Williams gets second, and then Ross gets third. So Norman, Williams, and Ross. So I went from putting Williams and Felix out in the pasture to now having them both in Tokyo on my 400-meter team. The college group here is strong because the college group is always strong in this event. And you have Deadman, Williams, Stewart, and Ross. And I guess Godwin in there as well too. And then the veteran group, you'd have Montgomery, Strother, Cherry, Norwood, and London. And then you have Norman again as the one who's going to be a lock to, to make the team. But I mean, I like your picks. I, I could see Noah Williams doing well, but I, I feel strongly that Cherry's going to come up with a big race when he needs to and and at least match his, his season best. I think that will be enough. Let's move on. Yeah. To the- so for those just tuning in live to the podcast or scrolling through, we're, we're on the triple jump now, and then we'll do 400 hurdles, then the shot put, then the 800, and we work our way up all the way up to the, the 10K. The, the, the 10K and javelin throw. So we're working our way up in distance on the track and on the field. So we're now on the men's and women's triple jump. <coughs> Excuse me. Let's start with the men. Will Clay, top seed, entered at 18.14. Obviously, this event is missing six-time gold medalist Christian uh, Taylor. Ruptured his Achilles. Wish him a speedy recovery. Donald Scott is the number two seed with 17.43. And then Chris Bernard, third with 17.85. Will Clay is going to make it. Obviously, he's going to win. Other two spots, I think, are... Well, I guess Donald Scott, I feel good about him for for second. So is it really up to the third? Is the third spot open, or do you think Bernard has got it too? Is this event just going to go down the line straight chalk here? Yeah, I mean, Chris Carter could come up and do well. I... I like uh, Sean Dixon Bodie of LSU. Um, he's done well in the collegiate scene. There was another athlete that could have been in this, Omar Craddock, but he got suspended for, I think, a whereabouts failure. I think it was. I'm not okay. sure if it was whereabouts. But he would have been in the mix to be top three. Um, it just sucks, man. No Christian Coleman. We don't yeah. – I'm not – excuse me, no Christian Coleman. Uh, no Christian Taylor. Uh, I love watching Taylor Clay go at it. Oh yeah, it's amazing. Uh, are we never? We could. Are we? Hopefully, they're still in it in 2022, and we get to see him go at it in Eugene. But anytime you get to see Clay and Taylor like just go back and forth, jump five, then jump four, so jump four, then jump five, then jump six. It's always great. Um, Clay's the overwhelming favorite here with no Taylor. Um, yeah, there's that much depth after the top two or three, to be honest. So you're kind of slim pickings. I mean, you have Alfonso Jordan, who's jumped well. Um, this guy, who has the greatest last name in the history of triple jumping, triple jumping Anthony Applequist. Isn't that a great name? Anthony Applequist. He's ranked ninth. Um, check out the full rankings on Flow Track. I'm going to trust the rankings. I did them at 4 a.m. last night. Reminder, just want you guys all to know that. Uh, but yeah, Will Clay, Donald Scott, Chris Bernard are going to be my top three. And that was the order at Mount Sac. So I think let's just run that back. 
again in that same order. Clay, Scott, Bernard. So, women's women's triple jump. Uh, Couture Orgy. Tori Franklin. Those two have traded the American record by my count 1,200 times in the last couple of years. <laughs> it's been amazing. It's like every couple of days you can write it. Um, but Jasmine Moore's looked really good as well too. What are your rankings say, Gordon? Yeah, the rankings say Orgy, Moore, Franklin as our top three. And the women's triple jump is the ultimate off a cliff after you get past the top three. Um, Orgy, Moore, and Franklin are just in, run, doing a diff, playing a different game than the rest of the field is with, you know, Lanika Pitts, Amani Oliver, Michelle Focom, Bria Matthews, Tatiana Marsh. It's just like the odds of Franklin, Moore, and Orgy – not putting together at least one jump that is indicative of their talent. Mm-hmm. They have going to have six tries. They're going to at least one time be able to show that they are a 14-meter-plus athlete. And I think those three do it at the trials. And I think it's going to be Orgy, Moore, and Franklin as my top three. Yeah, Pitts' season best and Focum's season best isn't too far behind Franklin. But that's more because... Franklin just hasn't had that big one yet. I think she's obviously capable of something much farther. Orgy right there with uh, 14 at 92. Yeah, I'll switch the order a little bit, though. I think I think Franklin will get second ahead of Moore, but I have Orgy getting the win here. Yeah, that 14-92 was a – that was her uh, – that's her best jump of her life, and it was this year. So I think you feel good about her going into – Going into Tokyo. So I'll st- I'll just flip those two if you're writing these down. Couture Orgy. I am. Tori Franklin. Orgy, Franklin, and then more. Let's go to the four-meter hurdles. The event that we've been talking about for a couple of years now, both domestically and internationally. Let's save the women for a second here. Let's start with the men. This thing, there was a wrench thrown in the men's four-meter hurdles when Sean Burrell went off at NCAAs, smashed 48 seconds. I said at the time, that was enough to put him on the team for me. Now, in the moment, you get carried away, you get excited, you put a bunch of weight onto what you just saw. But that's not the case here, Gordon. In fact, I feel even better a couple of days later about Sean Burrell. He is definitely making this team behind Rye Benjamin. Third spot, though, I think is, is wide open. Kenny Selman, I feel good about. He's just been running for a while this year, putting some performances out there that you have to feel solid about. Uh, not a collegian. I mean, but Isaiah Levinson, Cameron Samuel, Trevor Bassett, Amir Latin, CJ Allen, Khalifa Rosser, and Quincy Hall. That's the top 10. What's your order? Yeah, so the flow track ranking is Benjamin 1, Burrell 2, Selman 3, Levinson 4, Latin 5, and Quincy Hall 6. You can check out 7 through 20 on our website. Little plug. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, Rye Benjamin obviously is going to win. Sean Burrell, um, I, I think he's going to be able to handle continuing the momentum a week later and still finishing the top three. And then that third spot I think is there's a lot of talent, but no talent has really turned and become the 48-2 type athlete or the 47 high where we can be like, oh, yeah, you're in the number three spot. Uh, yeah. But they've all shown glimpses of that 
sometime in their career. Kenny Selman has always been consistent. Amir Latin made the team in 2019. Quincy Hall, I mean, he was dominating uh, the college scene and then didn't run USA's in 2019. So I think I'm going to go with Quincy Hall because for the third spot because I've always believed in him and I thought he was like the next Rye Benjamin. And then he just – he. Almost became that when he won NCAAs, but then he didn't do USA, so we never got to truly, truly see his full form rate formation. He hasn't run that well this year, but I think he's won well enough that he's going to put together at USA. So I'm going with Benjamin 1, Sean Burrell 2, and Quincy Hall 3. So I'm looking at TJ Holmes. He's only run 51-2 this year. Yeah. And he's and seated he's way up there because he ran, he ran 48-20 couple of years ago you look at selman he's run six races this year already in the formula hurdles which is great but it also gives you a pretty good baseline to so you know what to expect uh from him so i guess if you think hey you know 48 8 is enough to qualify then then you'd feel good about him but if you think it's needed if you think you're going to need to run faster trevor bassett maybe what do you think of trevor bassett Ashland? Yeah. I have him ranked ninth in the flow check rankings. He's kind of under the radar. But I think, I think he's under the radar to, to finish fourth or fifth. I don't think he's under the radar to finish third. I think it's going to be that type of performance, though. It's going to be somebody completely off the radar. I mean, he ran 48-8 as well, too, and he did it uh, just recently. So, heck, I'm going to go with it. I'm going to do it. Benjamin Burrell Bassett, men's four-meter hurdles. You and the bees. The 400 hurdles and the 100 going all Bs. That's the, that's the strategy. Listen. That's strategy. <laughs> I apply science to this, Gordon. That's why I bet my house on Noah Lyles, and then he decided not to run fast this year. Please, Noah. Please. <laughs> I'm begging you. Women's race. Okay. I mean, again, let's not overcomplicate things. Or maybe we do want to overcomplicate things. Obviously, Sydney, we feel great about her based on her history and her one four-meter hurdle race this year when she ran 52.83. Muhammad, world record holder, uh, her season best is only 54.50, but I'm going to trust her to get it done. And then I think Shamir Little, 53.12 this year. She's run under 50 seconds in the quarter. I don't really know what the order is. You could convince me. I don't think Sydney goes any lower than two, but with the other two, you could swap them around and I wouldn't be uh, shocked just because of how well Little's running and we just don't know what's what true shape Muhammad is in but it's going to be those three i'll say it goes mclaughlin Muhammad, little i'll be i'll be somewhat boring with my pick and say those three in that order yeah i think it's gonna be those three i think mclaughlin winning it though is going to be kind of like the changing of the guard because Muhammad has always had one upped on mclaughlin and all like the major events and i except for like a diamond league here or there so I think yeah. McLaughlin wins easily, handedly, and I think it's like the new, like, all right, I am now the new number one in the U.S. 400-meter hurdle. I think Little gets second because she's been dominating. Muhammad, I, so, all right. This is where I think chaos could happen. So the flow track rankings have McLaughlin, Little, Muhammad, three, Cockrell, four, Shea Anderson, five, Ashley Spencer, six. I think after that, it's kind of like, Anyone and anyone. I think Cockrell's going to make the 100-meter team, 100-meter hurdle team. And I think the 100-meter hurdles is first, right? 
It is. Or in this second. meet? It's the first. Are you talking about in this meet or the Olympics? What are you, which one are you talking about? This meet. This meet. Uh, the 100 hurdles is before the 400 hurdles, yes. Okay. So I think Anna Cockrell makes the 100-meter hurdle team. And then I think she's like, I'm in, right? And I think she's either going to scratch the 400 hurdles or just not be as like, all right, I'm in the Olympics. I'm going up against McLaughlin, Little, and Muhammad. I don't need to go crazy. I don't want to hurt myself. So take her out. Ashley Spencer has been running well. I, I think it could be wild, and you could see someone like a Shea Anderson get third in this race. I know it's insane because Little Wait, McLaughlin and Muhammad are not just the, not just all time greats, but like historical. Right? You take Muhammad out. Oh well, I, no. Here's the thing. Here's what's gonna happen. This it is gonna happen, be the dude. all crazy things no. happen. You this. I can. Every this year. could be that moment where Dalila Muhammad just for some reason has a bad race, and we're like, "Holy shit! How is the world record holder getting fourth to Shea Anderson?" And everyone's gonna be flipping out. I'm telling you, it could happen. Listen, listen this is listen, the listen. moment. This could be that moment. Listen, this, this. Okay, listen. Every championship, there's at least one race where we go in with doubts about somebody, and they do their prelim, and then we go, "Oh, okay." Yeah, they're fine. And that's going to be the women's four-meter hurdles because Muhammad is going to jog a 54 low, but she's going to shut it down after the last hurdle, and we're going to feel stupid forever thinking that she's not going to finish in the top three. I think there's a chance that she gets third. I think there's a chance that she gets second. I don't think, obviously, she's unbeatable based on the fact that she's lost before and what Sydney's done this year. But dropping her out of the top three too far – she will make the team, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do it, go the order of McLaughlin, Little, and then Muhammad. Hey, sorry, I'm Muhammad, going with but... the. I'm going with McLaughlin, Little, Muhammad. So like I'm going with the same top three, but I'm just putting it out there. I think I think you're being tricked. There's good. I think there I think, I think a, she's tricking a you. Moment. She thinks she's tricking I, me. Okay. Yeah, she she's roping you in, and then it's gonna become very clear after the first here. Call me, Gordon. At let me let me look at the schedule. When is it? This, we don't even need to wait till the we don't even need to wait till the second round. This is going to be clear in the first round. You're just going to watch her go over the hurdles, and you're going to be like, "Oh, okay." And it's going to be three thirty six p.m. Pacific time on Friday, <laughs> June twenty fifth. When you're like, "Oh, yep, okay, yep." Muhammad is still Muhammad. That's that. There was there was really no reason to doubt her, and it's going to be. Hey, very I'm just saying. You say there's always the athlete we we underestimate and then shows that they're there sure. and they're fine. There's also yeah, the is- athlete that shocks us all and doesn't make the team. Because Kenny Harrison yeah, I don't think it's did not make the team. She's the world record holder, and she got fourth in the 100-meter hurdles. Hurdles are weird. People fall in the ninth hurdle. or the eighth, Things happen. Or the eighth hurdle. Same. Do you know who's really consistent, though, all the time? Is Dalila Muhammad. Yes, you know I know. That doesn't really happen to is the little Muhammad. Hey. Shot put time. Shot put time. Gordon, tell me about this men's race. This men's race. The men's, men's race. The men's race of shot put. <laughs> They're gonna run uh, around the curve and then the shot the, put. Shot shot put the yeah. Basically, they throw the shot around the front of track, it. and then they go up, pick it up, and basically you can't run with the shot. You got to throw it, and the first person mm-hmm. to, to throw four hundred meters. Went. That'll be actually fun. First one to throw four hundred yeah. meters. It'd be like I got that's a lot of throwing. Yeah, Krauser. Krauser's 
Krauser's the favorite. Uh, Kovacs, um, second. Daryl Hill, right now, Flow Jack rankings have third. Then Josh Owantudi. I don't know if I say his last name correct. Uh, fourth. Oderdahl, fifth. Liskowitz, the Michigan kid, sixth. Pippery, Texas kid, seventh. Matt Katnick, eighth. Jordan Geist, ninth. And Darius King, tenth. That's our top 10. Yeah. Uh, I could see Kovacs beating Krauser, but Krauser, man, like. Mm-hmm. He's just living a different world right now. I mm-hmm. I think he can throw it blind. Like I don't know, he can do he can do some like crazy acrobatic trick, like circus trick, of how because of his confidence. He could literally purposely foul the first two attempts, then just like lollygag the third attempt to make the final, then foul two more attempts, and then just throw it all on that six and be like, "Hey, there's 23 meters. Thank you. Have a have a good night." I'm looking forward to that. That is an interesting way to interpret that. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go Krauser, Kovacs, Hill for my three. All right, so we're going the same, same, same order. Three, yeah. Women's yeah, side of things. They've been pretty much dominating. It's kind of hard to go against those three. Women's side of things, a little more interesting there, a little more parity on the women's. Yeah, I mean, Chase Ely has one of the top seeds, but I don't think she's been thrown as well this specific season. A lot of her mm-hmm. big marks are from 2019. I think Maggie Ewan yeah. has a big breakout. I have her ranked first in the flow track rankings. Second, I have Aquila. Third, I have Jessica Wood- Woodard. Fifth, fourth, I have Johnson. Fifth, I have Jessica Ramsey. Notable athletes like Raven Saunders and Michelle Carter, I don't have ranked in the top five. Carter, the Olympic champion, 2016. Yeah. Could put together a good throw, but I'm going with I'm going chalk on my rankings. Ewan, Aquila, and Woodard. I'm looking at Carter's season marks here. She's only thrown once in 2021. Sixteen ninety-four. And then 2020, she only threw once. So her last full season, 2019, she ran it. She's her 1885. Man, I think this is you yeah, slowly I, realizing. <laughs> Johnson, Johnson, Ewan. You said Ely for third, or you don't have Ely on the team? I'm going Ewan, Aquila, and Woodard. Okay, I'm going. Let's just go. Let's go crazy here. Let's just go completely, almost separate here. I do it. I'm going to go Ely, Johnson, Ewan. Ely, How about that? Johnson, and Ewan. Right. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Next like up, eight hundred events. Eight hundred. We're we're, we're all the way up to the eight hundred now. Woo! To the men first here. Brazier. We get a timer on, on the this team, one so we don't go too crazy. Timer start. Yeah, no, we're not going to. We're not going. Eventually, Colt, the producer, is just going to get in our ear and say, "Okay, guys, stop!" And it's going to be right before the fight. But we can't, we, we can't, up. we can't diminish, we, we can't diminish the other, the other. We can't uh, diminish events. The, we got to treat every event equally. All right, so you know, we're not going to rush the very of last our pod events. has always been the criticism of our pod has always been you guys don't talk about distance events enough. I feel like that's always been something that we got to give a fair at. preview. Come on, no, we're I'm not going to. Well, we don't. We've been talking about the 800 all year. We've been talking about the 800 all year. You got Bra- – let me break this down for everybody and for you, Gordon. Right. You got Brazier and Hoppel, locks. You have then one spot open between Murphy, Harris, and then the two collegians, Jewett and Miller. That's it. 
That's the breakdown. You disagree? No. Maybe. I don't know. What about Shane Strike of Lipscomb coming hot and kicking hard Shout and out. having a crazy uh, final 100 meters? That could happen. What about what about Finley and McClear? What about all the NCAA guys <laughs> that you gave American citizenship to? What about well, them? No. Shane, Shane is actually an American. Shane's actually an American. I know, but I just want to name some other folks. I think it's okay. it's between it's between that group of four. For it. I mean, you have Michael Rhodes who's run 145 two. He's been in the mix. Cameron Jones has run 145 four. But I think you got to you got to look at the hot hands in Jewett and Miller, and then you got to look at the stalwarts in Murphy and and Harris. And I'm gonna go. I'm going to go Harris to get it done. So I'm going to say Harris. Brazier, Hopple, Harris, my top three. Um, another athlete to keep in mind, Jonah Koek, who recently switched citizenship from Kenya to USA. He was pretty good at UTEP. Uh, I don't know. He's around 146, which so it's like respectable, but maybe yeah. he can crazily show up and like, hey, look, I can finish top three. I don't think that's going to happen. I'm trying to think of any other person to think about. Brandon Kidder, mm-hmm. he's made a team, but he hasn't been running as fast lately. Um, I'm going with Brazier one, Hopple two, and I'm going with Isaiah in third. That's right, Isaiah. <laughs> That's all I need to say. His name's Isaiah. You get Is his last Isaiah's. name Jewett? Is his last name Harris? We don't know, but his first name's yeah. Isaiah, and so I'm just picking Isaiah to finish third. Kind of hedging my bets. Are you excited <laughs> no, about? I, I feel like I'm we should gonna, be more excited about Isaiah. the Hopple versus Brasher battle, and I feel like we're not as excited as we should be. And I don't know why that well, is. Well, I, I think we're not excited because we want to. We're more excited about seeing them face off at the Olympics. Like, I, they're just so good and so much better that like this is their prelim. It's like okay, okay. cool. They're they're not like. This is their prelim. Yeah, they're going to want to yeah. win because you say uh, Olympic champ, but like, hey, they, they just want to get ready, get to the Tokyo final, and then that is their final. That's when they match up. So. In the in the chat, DC Noel says his predictions that, uh, or their predictions that Jewett rabbits Brazier to a massive time in the final. Hope he can hang on for third. I think that's going to be interesting, just who gets to the final, because that's going to have a huge impact on how that race plays out. And with Jewett and Miller in the race, it's going to be quick. And obviously that would, you know, make, make it a, a 144 low slash 143 race. Uh, probably definitely a 143 race for, for whoever wins it. And that could make things pretty interesting in terms of just an aggressive race from the gun. So I, I hope he gets through just, just for that reason alone. And I think again, he can, he can hang on. I think that's a, that's a possibility as well there too it's tough though to come back just a week later in the 800 pretty taxing to go through three rounds it's not like they they had a hard final let's just say that yeah. there was no there was no nothing conserved in the final so i that's why i'm a little more confident to go with uh someone like harris who will be a bit fresh so, I think. so we're both doing brazier hopple and then you're going with harris third i'm going with jewett third but as i say this statement sentence in complete form i am going to switch my jewett pick and i'm gonna put murphy i'm gonna put murphy in third i'm kind of disrespecting him in the rankings putting him fifth in the rankings i gotta put more respect from, on clayton murphy 
So I'm I'm putting Murphy back in third. So Clay Murphy is my you, third pick. You pick your pick changed three times. You picked both Isaiahs for third, which was physically impossible. Then you picked yes. just just do it, and then you picked Murphy. Just All do right, it. You're set. Just do it. And then, Nike. And, there you go. And then and then you settled on and then you settled on Clayton Murphy. All right, women's eight hundred. A thing, Mo. Ajay Wilson. It's going to be exciting. I feel good about those two, and then it is going to be an absolute brawl for that last spot because you have so many people in the one fifty eight, one fifty nine range here, Gordon, between Rogers, Green, Sutherland. Grace, Price, McGee, Wilson, McLean, Edwards, Martinez, and then Sinclair Johnson and Eleanor Purrier are both entered as well, too. So before we get to that third spot, I want to talk about two things. One, it's Ajay Wilson the favorite. Do you believe Ajay Wilson's the favorite? Yes. Okay. So even though she hasn't really run that dominatingly and she hasn't run consistently 158s. You still just pedigree, give her a benefit of doubt that she's won. I agree with yeah. you. Yeah. But, I mean, she's got a better, she's got a better lifetime best than than Mo. She's more experienced than her. And she's run one from 158.9 this year. It's not like she hasn't run anything fast. It hasn't been as fast as a thing, Mo. But yes, I'm gonna go with with Ajay Wilson. I would say she's the favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Second thing with regards to the thing, Mo. We talked about this in the NCAA podcasts. She's run like 20 plus 400s. She's only run like four 800s. And yeah, yeah. What, what, what are the basically? I know there's not, they're not connected, but I'd like to find a way to connect them. There was another really good Texas AM freshman 800 meter runner who was coming off of running 143 and then got oh, knocked man. out. In the first round, we're still doing this. We're still doing this. No, but like, doing this. I do think we should talk about. Do you think there is a chance that her youth? How long are we doing this? And no, can hurt her. No, no. You think it's one hundred percent? She is already like a lock. There's, there's no chance for rookie mistakes. Correct, because she's not a rookie at this level. She okay. ran twenty nineteen USA's. She's run world competitions. And she's just so much more established than Brazier was at this age. Not the same comparison at all. All right, you know that. I've been, okay. saying, yeah, I, I've been saying that for months now. That's why I don't need. I don't know. I, know. Why I need to keep talking about it. Hey, no, we need to bring it up because this is the mega preview podcast pod. Okay, so good. maybe people missed it the have first to, seven we, times I said it this year. Yes, she's not Donovan Brazier. The they wore the same jersey in their freshman. That's about it. And they run the same event. Other than that, I did ask Donovan. I did ask Donovan in the pre-race press conference uh, if he had any advice for Thingmo, and he agreed with you. He said, like, she's not the same athlete that I was. She's clearly a lot – he was like, she's a lot better than I was when I was a freshman. So Yeah. And, uh, I mean, she got fifth at 2019, so she has gone through rounds. The more and more you look at it, yeah. I agree with you. I think Mo's second, so I'm going Wilson and Mo. Big question is that third spot. So – on paper, resume overall, you should give it to Raven Rogers. But for some reason, Raven Rogers hasn't really had that strong of a regular season. I don't know what it mm-hmm. is, but she hasn't been – she's been struggling a bit, you could argue. And yeah. then you have someone like – so I kind of don't want to put Rogers on my team for that reason. 
My third pick, I'm going to go what my rankings produced, and I'm going to go with Kate Grace. I think she's a vet. I think this is going to be her redemption for choosing the wrong event in 2019 because she would have been on the 2019 800-meter team if she would have entered it, but she chose to do the 1500. So now she's staying focused. Now she might think the other way around because now the 1500 has no Shelby. So now she's like, oh, I shouldn't have done the 15, regardless. Uh, but I'm going Kate Grace for that third spot. Yeah, I was wondering why she scratched the 15 in, in, in light of the the news as well, too. But anyway, I think this one is, is race style dependent because we have so many people so close together. So when you close your eyes and we know a lot about the two principles in this race, what sort of race do you envision? You're not close there. Close I envision. I'm, I'm. I'm. Yeah. I, I. Sorry for the yawn. For those who don't know, I stay up to four a.m. making these rankings. Um. I think it's going to go out honest, and I think Aj Wilson's going to take it out with a thin over on her shoulder. A big point of emphasis for Wilson, and she said it in a couple interviews, is that she wants to be able to adapt to a bunch of different race styles. She just doesn't want to have one plan that she has every single time that she sticks to. She wants to be able to go hard and win that way, uh, come from behind, close, cover moves. That's something that she's been working on. So it's not like, oh, Wilson's in the race. It's going to be fast from the gun. But I I think between her and Mo, someone's going to go hard out the gate. And they are both capable of running 155. So they might go out. I'm just, again, I'm hypothesizing here. So if you want to disagree with me, that's fine. So I think it's going to be the person who wins. It's going to be a either hang on for dear life situation, or it's going to be who can do a, a killer close and pass a lot of people who win out over their head. And I think if it's the latter, that plays into Raven Rogers's strengths a bit because we know how good her close is over the final two hundred. And if it's the former, I don't know who that. Because the race gets so mucked up at that point, it's hard to predict who can fall apart the least. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Brendan Martinez is a wild card. She has the experience. Mm -hmm. She's only run one race and it was a sub two. Uh, maybe she's just staying super fresh. Maybe she's on that Jen Sir plan where it's like it's better to be fresh than yeah. – over who I don't care about rust or whatever. Uh but yeah, I'm going with Kate Grace. That's who I'm picking. Who are you picking? I think I'm gonna go Rogers. Okay. I think I'm gonna go Rogers. I and I know like I'm looking at the races this year. She's got a third, a fifth, and a sixth. And she's got a couple 159s. <laughs> but it, there's so many 159s in here, and you can find shortcomings with everybody's performances here you can find and you can find bright spots about everybody's seasons as well too so i'll stick with rogers so i'm gonna go wilson mo rogers is the team i do that all right okay next event uh men's and women's discus throw give some love to the field events so uh the current flow track rankings on the men's side Reggie Yeagers is one. Turner Washington, the college kid from Arizona State, two. Cord Ferguson, three. Brian Williams, four. Mason Finley, five. Keeping in mind, 
when it comes to the discus throw on the men's side, not many people have the standard. There are six guys with the standard. Uh, no, excuse me. Yeah, six guys with the standard. No, four, five. I'm all over the place. Jagers, <laughs> Mattis, Finley, Washington, and Ferguson have the standard. So it's going to be three of those five that probably make the team. Um, I mean, there's a chance the college kid, Turner Washington, could upset Jagers, but Jagers has been thrown really well. He has a going back to 2019, a best of 67, 82. So, yeah, I think it's going to go Jaggers. I think Washington makes a team. He's focusing on a discus throw. He's he scratched a shot put for this reason. And um, Cord Ferguson in third sounds like a boy band member, um, right? Doesn't sound like he should be like the sixth member of NSYNC. Cord Ferguson here. So you got Jaggers. You got Jaggers. Washington. Ferguson. And yeah. Okay. I'll go Jaggers, Washington, Finley for my mm. top three. What about the women? So on the women's side, uh Valerie Allman is a super lock. She's been dominating. Yeah. It's it's a cliff after her. Um and then there's been a lot of people who've been in the, who've been um in the the U.S. picture for some time now. Um, you have, I can't say her last name, Laluga Tosaga. Tosaga. Laluga Tosaga, former Iowa athlete. Kelsey Card in um, fourth. You have Dinkoff, Gabby Jacobs, Hazelwood. I'm just listing off a bunch of names now. People are like, oh, I don't know who these people are. But uh, the people to watch out for, obviously, Allman who could always flirt with the, an American record in the discus, Dinkoff uh, in second, and then Tosaga in third. I'm going to go chalk here in the discus throw. Got to be honest, ladies and gentlemen, don't know much about the discus throw. Too many events to keep track. But I do know that Valerie Allman is legitimate. Yeah. And uh, she potentially could make a Tokyo final and flirt with potentially being – and mix the metal, I think. Yep. Almond, Dinkoff, to Saga. All right. There we go. Is that what you're doing? Yep. Next up, 1500. Yeah. Men, women, where do you want to start with? Where do you want to start with the 1500? Start with the elephant in the room. Start with the women. Okay, women's 1500. Listen, we did a whole podcast yesterday reacting to the Shelby suspension. So we're not going to go too much into that now because we are way over time and we've already discussed it. So, well, I mean, I don't know. Do you want to add anything? Is there anything new? Well, do you, you think, about with? No, I think the thing to discuss is does her absence, do you think it has any change on the way the race is going to play out at all? Or do you think it's kind of still with El Perrier still there? There's still a sub four runner in the mix that like it's still going to play out the way it would have played out even with Shelby in the race. Well, I think, I mean, Shelby was going to close hard. I think, I don't think she was going to get up there in front run. So I, from that perspective, it's not changing too much, but there's going to be one more spot available. That's pretty clear. Cause I was going to feel pretty good about picking Shelby. I think Purrier is for sure on the team. I, I wonder about some of these people who were entered in the 15 and the five specifically Elise Cranny because 
I think she would go in the five and not the 15, but you could make an argument for her making the 1500 meter team. Do you have a read on that one or the other? I think if you're entered in the 15, you're doing the 15 because the 15 prelims are before the five. And okay. so I think you do the, the people who are entered in both the 15 and the five, the 5k is the backup. Okay. In both. So if you're if you're I trying mean, to do the 5k, you don't do the, you don't enter the 15. That's why like Carissa guess, Schweizer scratched the 15 because she's doing the 510. So I think Cranny's doing the 15 10k double. So she's doing the Safana on double. Yes. Okay. I mean, and that's that's obviously interesting to me, in part because a 15-10 double is crazy, even though the fact that uh, even though the fact that they uh, like it was done by Safana San, but just the fact that she ran so fast in the 10k, you think that she'd do the five over the 15. So, I think the one thing we should think about is, I know, running is a mental game, right? It's a big mental game. We're now into the we're now previewing the events that involve Bowerman athletes. Do you think the Shelby suspension is going to have any mental negative positive impact? I don't know on the Bowerman athletes. Like, do you think they're going to be stressed? Kind of, I don't know. Like, it's a lot to have your your star teammate go out for four years, and now you got to get ready for um, an an Olympic. Uh, Olympic trials. I mean, you saw what happened to Clayton Murphy with the whole Salazar thing. He kind of like bombed in that in that Doha final. I don't. And you could clearly I tell mean, there's things going on. Do you think that that's a factor? Do you think that could be a negative factor to some of these Bowerman athletes? I mean, it's impossible to tell. I mean, some more than others because there was other. I mean, Safana San did pretty well in Doha. Sure, it didn't, didn't really seem to impact her. So some more than others. I. Mostly, I think the the issue with Bowerman is just like there's not as many people here, right? Because you had Jager, who scratched, right? You had Quigley and Grace, who aren't with the group anymore. Like the numbers are a lot smaller than we anticipated when we headed into the season with 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 Shelby. So, I think Perrier's on the team. Yes, agree. I think she wins. I think. I think that. Osika is an, is an intriguing pick. She's pretty pretty consistent at four flat, um, and then Simpson is is lurking there as well too. And Simpson's not I lurking. No, come on, no. If she's she's in got the beat final, by Daniel Aragon. She got beat by Daniel Aragon. If she's in. lurking, <laughs> lurking is the wrong come word. On. Her 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 experience is lurking. Yeah, uh, all right. I'm gonna go. All right. Do you want to pick? Is that what you want? Yeah. Uh, should, do you want me to go? Should I tell you my picks and then you can cheat off of my homework? Is that what you want me to do? I can go first. No, if just, that's what this, you need. This one's hard. To, this one's hard. To, this one's hard to, to sort out here. So, what do you think? I I'm going Purier to win. Elise Cranny gets second, and then Osika gets third. I think that's what happens. So I'm gonna Purier, go, Cranny, Osika. I'm gonna go Purier, McGee, McGee. Yeah, Perrier, McGee. Corey McGee think, gets second. Yep, and I think Sinclair Johnson is going to get it. She's run really good 800s. Her 1500s haven't been quite as sharp, but I think she'll put it together. Yeah, I'm going completely. Other than Perrier, we're going completely different. Oh, 
thought you'd give me like a like a Schlofterhofen or McLean or Nikki Hiltz, but McGee. I'm like, all right, there we go. Might as well. You should go. If you could go with McGee, you should go with Sarah Lancaster, Austinite. That's what you should be doing. For those who don't know, Sarah Lancaster, great story. She's um. Texas athlete who was on a tennis team, basketball team, and then late in her life, in her 30s, is like, I'm going to take up running and now is in qualified both the 15 and the 5K and super like undertrained. Like she has this greatest potential ever because she wasn't like running out of her mind in her 20s. Um, and she, I think she's going to make this final, which is incredible for your third sport that you choose in your career you're able to make the U.S. final, which I think would be crazy if she does. Sarah Lancaster, maybe maybe she uh, sneaks on the team from uh, Austin, Texas. Uh, but, yeah, Danny Jones is also an athlete I think should give a little love because I think she can – she's having a low-key, super strong season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it's uh, tough to figure I can see her. Yeah, I have her getting fourth. So I mean, Purrier is really the only one who's separated herself. And, yeah. you know – like Simpson, if Simpson had run a 402, we would have said, okay, that plus the experience, we'll, we'll yeah, feel yeah, good yeah. about her. But she didn't run that fast and she lost. So now we're thinking, okay, it's only Perrier that we think is is a lock on this squad. Okay, men's side of things. I, we've been talking about this event for months now because there's been so many storylines, be it what Centro doing, be it the high schooler, Hobbs Kessler, be it the collegians, Nagus and Hawker and Tier. So now we've arrived at the moment of truth. Men's 1500, Gordon. Well, first of all, I when I did these rankings on Flowtrack at 4 a.m., for those who don't. Who, who Wait, did you do them at 4 a.m.? I don't think I did them at 4 a.m. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, it's fun when you do these rankings because I have to do everyone based off of if they declared. And I'm like, I can't like know that someone is obviously going to scratch. So that's why I ranked Norman second in the 200. But Donovan Brazier is declared. And I don't think he's going to end up running it. I think he kind of hedged when we asked him. Like, yo, we'll see how I feel. You're not running it. But if he does, yeah. I had him I have him getting fifth in this race. Where do you think Brazier would finish if he were to actually run all three rounds in this race? Do you think he would be good enough to finish top three? First of all, when I asked him about that at the press conference, I was – I, I just I think it's funny because no one will ever say, oh, yeah, it's just only my backup plan. <laughs> yeah. But then you ask them after, it's like, I had no intention of running. So he says all the things that people always say in that situation. Yeah. Well, that's definitely an option. I'm keeping my options open. Fifth? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He could, he could finish fifth for sure. Uh, I'll do my picks since you're just filibustering again here. Uh, no, man. I'm going to go a- – I'm going to go Centrowitz, Angles. Hawker. I'm going with Centrowitz, Hawker, Angles. And I thought you were going to go Nagoose. I thought about it. But Hawker just straight up beat him, man. He just straight up beat him. Also, in, we in did a whole champ- thing about not sleeping on Henry Wynn. He's my dark horse here. I want to mention Henry Wynn again here. Okay. I have Nagoose getting fourth. I think Nagoose is going to get outleaned by Angles. I think Hawker and Central are going to pull away, and then there's going to be a there's going to be a battle for that third spot. And I think there's going to be a lean, and Angles is going to get the lean over Nagoose. Where do you think Kessler finishes in this race? I think after the season he's had, 
I think we should be realistic with expectations. He's navigating rounds here. I think if he makes the final and gets top 10, it's a great, a great result here. So I put him in the six to 10 range. I think it would be a spectacular, spectacular result because you can't just look at it's 1500. You can't just look at a time and say, okay, for sure. They're going to get in. You got to look at, you know, the whole, the whole resume here and, and experience is obviously a big part of it. He, I remember he did fall earlier this year and in that race in, in Texas. So not to say that, I mean, that could have been just been a fluke accident, may not even have anything to do with positioning, but those are the sorts of things that, you know, happen in, in these sorts of races. I don't remember being this excited about a US 1500 in a very long time, just with the amount of different ways that this can go. This is going to be a fun race. Yeah, especially the college guys with the the vets and angles and Centro. And then you have like, you have, you mentioned your sleepers win. Then you have like Josh Thompson, who we're kind of just like, yeah, yeah. He hasn't really done much in the regular season. We're kind of forgetting that he was a top three guy in 2019. Erica Villas run a couple meets. Clayton Murphy will only be a factor if he doesn't make the 800 team. Uh, he'll be running for blood if he doesn't make the 800. So you gotta think, gotta think he's a factor. And then you have. Let me do uh, this. I, let, let me do this game. I'm gonna read a name and you tell me if you'd be stunned if they made. Like, holy crap! Let's do like the holy crap okay. test here. Okay. So. Okay. Centro, obviously not. Angles, win? No, I wouldn't be holy crap. No. Kessler. Yes, I'll be holy crap. Vincent Cietti. I'm just going on the qualifier list here. Uh, yes, I would be holy crap. Nagus. No. Thompson. No. Kidder. Yeah. Gregoric. No, I would not be surprised ha- if you made it. Hawker. No, I would not be surprised. Eric Avila. No, I wouldn't be surprised. Prakel? Yes, I would be surprised. Colby Actually, Alexander? Actually, no, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I wouldn't Colby either because it's a 1500, right? Yeah. And then Colby Brazier Alexander, and Blank. I would be surprised. Brazier, Blank and Chip, I'll be surprised. Yeah. But I mean, he's made a team. So th- my my point is, he here, hasn't run though. It's a he's run all year. Yeah, my my point here is, it's a fifteen hundred, so it's going to be wild. Even though we've had these clear stars emerge and these people who have yeah. been running really fast for a long time, if you told me that Hawker gets beat by Eric Avila, right, or Hobbs Kessler beats Craig Engels, it's not going to be a, a huge shock just based on how this event's been going. Let's keep it going here. Keep it We're going. Be, man, we are so far over time. Sorry, Colt. It's fine. It's fine. Here. So, Colt, just so you know, there's there's <laughs> there's six of there's six events left. We got six events to go. This is track and field. So much. And so just much so you know, on. Colt. Just so you know, Colt, producer Colt, Gordon stayed up till four a.m. to do the rankings. I yeah. haven't heard that yet. So this is all. Yeah, he actually did. We're not gonna right, we're going. not gonna half-ass any of these events just because it's the end of the pod. We gotta keep them. We have to pretend we have to have that same energy that we had during the hundreds and two hundreds. That's all I'm saying. It's hammer keep throw going. time. Hammer throw, hammer throw, go. Um, and then steeple. The rankings on the site. Rankings on the site. The four a.m. rankings on the site uh, are Rudy Winkler one, Daniel Howe two, Sean Donnelly three, Alex Young four, Morgan Shigo five, Brock Eager best name six. And Connor McCullough, seven. 
Um, Rudy Winkler is the Cornell grad has been dominating. Um, no one's going to beat him. He's super consistent up top. Then I think it's a hodgepodge of anyone to take that two, three. I kind of like Connor McCullough. Um, I followed him during his uh, Princeton days and then USC. Mm-hmm. He almost broke the collegiate record at USC. Um, so I think ranking, I think order wise, I think I'm going to Winkler one, Connor McCullough two, and then I guess I'll go with my number two ranked athlete three. So Daniel House. I'll go Winkler, McCullough, Hall. Daniel Hall. Okay. How or Hall? And I'll I don't put his last name. And I'll put Donnelly in there. So I'll go Winkler, Winkler, Donnelly, and then Ha. Women's hammer. Women's hammer in the United States. Been pretty interesting. You got Deanna Price in there. Uh, reigning gold medalist in the event. She's got the farthest throw this year, but Brooke Anderson's right on her heels. And then, of course, Gwen Berry there as well, too. I think I'll go Price, Berry, and then Anderson as my three, Gordon. Price. All right. See, I'm typing this in, man. I'm, I'm, I'm like the, the scribe here. So, yeah, I mean, Anderson, Price, and Barry are basically the big three when it comes. They're like the the Brooklyn Nets of the women's hammer throw, you could say. Too soon. Um, too soon. Oh, the, yeah. It, I guess Keep going. hopefully none of them are – Anyway, <laughs> I'm filler busting again. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go chalk here. I think it's going to be Anderson, Price, Barry. And uh, that's that's all she said about that event. So that's what I'm saying. Steeple. Okay, steeple. Let's do it. Steeple. Okay, men's steeple. Obviously rocked by the news of Jager withdrawing. But we also have Stanley Cabini scratching. So... Not a lot of directions to go in here. Hillary Bohr, top seed time, 8.09. He's a favorite, I think. Then you got Updike, Furlick, Keeter, McGordy are the only ones that are on sub 8.21. Then you have Mahalski and Obsali, 8.21, 8.22. I think McGordy's going to make the team. I think he has enough talent to do it. Uh, I obviously think Bohr is going to make the team. And then I think it's going to come down to Updike, Furlick, and Keeter for the last spot. And I'll go with Mason Furlick just because, man, that 1,500 PB is mighty impressive of his. What do you think uh, Andy Bear's thoughts are on this field that he forgoed, that he chose not to participate in? He met, he, he decided to retire. He's like, it's not worth it if I don't make the Olympics, all the training it would take. And then seeing yeah. no Jager and no Kabeni and kind of like yeah. – a new crop of I mean, guys. It's, the- it's like Bayer clearly would have been on this team if he trained and was healthy and was 80% yeah. of what his 2019 was. Yeah, nothing's guaranteed, but you'd, you'd feel pretty pretty good about him just based on the history. But it's still – I mean, Bohr is still really good, right? McGordy has this yeah, huge wanted- ceiling. Yeah. As, so then – I mean, it would not have been a guarantee that Bayer made the team. Uh, True. It wouldn't have been a guarantee if Cabini made the team. The only the only one I would really would have felt good about is Jager, just because his his past performances. Do you have a different top three than I do? No, I'm going with Bohr one as well because he won that Diamond League. Even though Bohr got smoked in that home race to Updike and Furlick, I think Bohr maybe had a weird race because he proved that by beating an international field. Um, there are some interesting athletes I kind of want to think about, like Don Cabral. He's this is. 
he made his first Olympics in what, 2008? Was it? It's crazy how long he's been. Or eight or 12. It was 12. 2012. That was 12. Yeah, that was 12. Yeah, 12. Let me look. That's a long time ago. It's 11 years. Cabral's still still chasing that dream. I mean, he already achieved the dream, but he's still at it. It's impressive. I have him making the final. Um, I don't don't see – yeah, I think it's Bohr, McGordy. And then, yeah, what you said, Furlick. He's run a really quick 1,500. Yeah. That is going to be very important. Speed, speed, speed in this 3K steeple. So, yeah, I'm going with Bohr, McGordy, and Furlick as my top three. Same as you. Okay. Uh, women's steeple. Women's steeple. Harder to predict than anticipated coming into the season because Quigley hasn't been steepling much or at all this year. So, uh, Frerichs, Coburn are solid. Frerichs has run a couple times. Coburn ran the 908. And then, I, I mean, if if Quigley can run 920s, I think she's fine. If she doesn't, then you got a a big group of women there that it would include uh, Constian, Lawrence, Fallon, Howard, Ostrander, Wayman, Norris, Rainsberger, uh, Alexina Wilson are all sub-933. So they're all between 933 and 925. Yeah. So quickly... She's only run one race in 2021, and yeah. I think it was in February, and she ran a 3K, and it was a, a respectable 3K. She ran well. What are we going to get from her? Is this going to be, like, is she, is this like a a fake out where she's not truly a top three, and she's going to show up and get an Instagram photo and be like, check out Lululemon. Hey, have a good time. Or is she like, in the 920 range and it's like a legitimate hey i'm making the team that's what sucks about this it's so hard to pick because if you know that she's good then it's then it's her but if it's not then you got to think this is like the one event where you should be allowed to have two picks you should be allowed to have your coburn <laughs> frericks quigley pick and then your coburn yeah. frericks non-quigley pick so the collegians are really deep this year right we watched that race with uh, Mahela Norris getting the win, and Wayman was there, and Rainsberger was there. Uh, but no one person emerged as like, oh, I'm like a low 920, high 9 yeah. teens person. They all were in the 930s again. So that, I think, gives a little bit more wiggle room to Quigley. And someone like Constian or Lawrence or Fallon – I think are or Marissa Howard are, are ahead in that group. So I'm going to say there's just going to be enough room there for Quigley to where she can run off of her PB by a decent amount and still make this team. So I'm going to go back to the, the chalk of all chalks pick and go Coburn, Frerichs and Quigley. I'm going to take a, I'm going to, I'm going to shoot for a Hail Mary. I'm just doing it. You got to zig when you're zagging once in a while. Try to get one up on you on this prediction game. I'm just going to make the bet that quickly isn't 100%. And I'm going to then, therefore, go with my wild card. And, I'm, and I think Wayman just had a bad race. I think she's better than what she did at the NCAA championships. I think Wayman is going to put together. And I'll, I'm going to pick Wayman for the third spot. I'm going, I'm going wild. Let's do it. Okay. Let's move on. Javelin time. Yeah, yeah. Javelin time. 
Uh, women's javelin. We just had an American record recently in the women's javelin. Gordon, Maggie Malone, sixty-six eighty-two. So going with her. You got Carol Winger there, who's uh, third on the U.S. list this year. And in between them is Ariana Ince. Uh, excuse me if I pronounce that wrong. I-N-C-E. Kylie Carter, also over 60 meters this year. What do the rankings say, Gordon, on the javelin? So the rankings say Maggie Malone, Kara Winger, Insay, Kylie Carter, Avani Allgood as your top five. But you talk about Maggie Malone breaking the American record. We need to do yeah. a little bit of like uh, appreciation for Kara Winger here. Okay, Kara Winger has made the 2019, 17, 16, 15, 12, 11, 9, 8 global teams. She's made <laughs> eight teams since 2008 to 2019. She's going for her ninth team. That's incredible. Pretty good. Like it, It's been the Kara Winger and everyone else party for over a decade now Maggie Malone has her breakout performance, breaking Kara Winger's American record. Uh, I think you just got to give it up for – and most of those teams that she makes, she wins at USA's. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just an incredible career for Kara Winger, kind of yeah. underseen because it's the women's javelin. But making eight teams, going on potentially number nine, that's incredible. So what's your top three? I'm going with uh same I'm going with the chalk of my rankings because I did them at 4 a.m. Uh Malone, Winger, and Insay. Okay. That's good that you bring that up because uh Patrick in the chat asks when when were these rankings made? What time of day? If you could just narrow that down for us. It was actually 3:59 a.m. I just rounded up to give myself <laughs> okay. a little more. Okay. It, it sounds cooler when you say four. You should go live. You should start going live when you submit your <laughs> rankings. I think people on YouTube would, would love that. That's 4 a.m. Central, too. So, I mean, if you're on the East Coast and you get up early, maybe you could actually watch Gordon yeah. press that button. Men's javelin. Men's uh, javelin. So, the the rankings go Michael Shuey, Curtis Thompson, Ryle Dolezal, Mark. Riley Dolezal. Minichel- Riley Dolezal. Apologies. Uh, Mark Minicello, Capers. Williamson, um, Pedigo, the LSU kid who won NCAAs, I have ranked eighth yeah. in this. Um, like you probably, you're probably faking it till you make it. You really don't know much about the javelin. Um, but I do know though that the javelin throw has very few people with the standard. Um, so few, it's only three guys. And actually, Hold on. No one has a standard in the javelin. They all have a world ranking quota, meaning they can get in on their world ranking. That is Shuey, yeah. Thompson, and Dolezal. So yeah. they need a – it's going to be kind of a weird trials because no one's going to have the standard. They're all going to be kind of hoping on ranking and where their place is. So uh, it's going to be a weird team. No one's going to know the team truly after trials because most likely – two, if not three, of the guys who go will have to get in on ranking, which will be kind of a weird little twist to our process. But, yeah, I'm going with the chalk in the situation with uh, Shuey, Thompson, and Dolezal. I'm not going to disagree with you on that. 
you can just move those picks over to me too. You put the time in. You got up at I don't remember exactly what time to do those rankings. So I'm going to stick with you on those men's javelin picks. Now we go to the 5,000. Men's and women's 5,000 meters at the Olympic trials. Again, these are going to be influenced by other events, particularly the the men's 5,000. Um, who gets in in the 10K will obviously play a big role. So let's start first with the men. When you look at the entries here at the top, number one seed right now is none other than uh, Woody Kincaid, that 12.58. Lamong has a 12.58. Fisher, 13.02. Chalimo, 13.04. Bohr, 13.04. McGordy's also entered, 13.06. Klecker, 13.06. Ben True, Eric Jenkins, and Cooper Tier. Other notable names, Kirabella Rasa, Ryan Hill, and Cole Hawker. How are you breaking this one down, Gordon? How are you thinking about this men's 5,000? So I think there are two locks, and I think the locks are Chalimo and Fisher. I think Fisher's going to win. I think he is running the best that he's ever had in his career. He's consistent. He's always winning the races he's in. He's always closing well. He has some, some quick 1,500s under his belt, and Chalimo's the vet. He's going to find a way to make the team. But I want to say this. All season long, I have been on the Luis Grijalva train, right? I've been hyping him in the NCAA that he is better than Cole Hawker, that he's better than Cooper Tier and all these guys. He beats them in, in the smaller meets. And I just looked at Grijalva as like he's the next great thing coming out of the NCAA collegiate distance running. And then he got beat at NCAAs. And he got beat by a guy named Cooper Tier. And Mm-hmm. Cooper Tier just straight up beat him. It wasn't like a fluke race. He straight up beat the guy who I thought was the best. And he beat him so well that I think that Cooper Tier could get third in the Olympic trials. I, he's, Are you picking he's it? Run a three, he's run a 350 mile. Like, we look here. Cooper Tier has just been overlooked because he's getting overlooked as a Cole Hawker, what he did with his double indoors. Got overlooked by me because I'm always thinking, like, oh, it's going to be Grijalva when all is said and done. But, like, you look at his resume. He's run a 350-mile. He's run a fast 1500s where he almost yeah. beat Yared Nagus, who we think can make a team. And then he closes well on a 13-12 pace. You're not going to need to run yeah. 13.05 to win the – to make top three in the 5K. It's going to be a kicker's race. And he has shown that he can kick. How many guys in this field are 350 milers? Like, is Emmanuel Bohr a 350 miler? miler? Is Woody Kincaid a 350 miler? Is is uh, Joe Klecker a 350 miler? Ben True, Eric Jenkins? I don't think so. I think Tier can make the team, and I'm picking him to make the team. I'm picking my order is Fisher 1, Chalimo 2, and Cooper Tier 3. And that's that. I Lamong and Kincaid are the wild cards. But they didn't look crazy that good in that Portland Track Festival meet they ran in, where they ran two separate heats. Like, they haven't really done much. I know you got to ignore those 1258 seed times because they were done in the woods that no one sure, cared about. Sure, sure. Show that out. I think Tier's running at the top of his game. He's on his home track. Cooper Tier makes the team. Go. Your thoughts. Okay. My thoughts are this I, I think Fisher's going to make it in the 10. I don't know if he'll come back and, and run this event. I think there's a really good chance that Lamong and Kincaid could also make it in the 10. 
I'm I'm just not gonna pick against I'm not gonna pick against Trelimo at this point in his in his career. Run a couple good five Ks indoor. They were solid. Does he have the three fifty mile under his belt? No. Uh, but this is a five thousand. And I think Chalimo's had enough experience to where he can get it done. And I like Bohr. I mean, I, I know you kind of passed over him there, but he, I mean, he beat he beat Chalimo. I think they're going to work together. I think this is one of those situations where we're actually going to probably see some sort of team tactics, even though it's rare. And I think those guys are going to work it together and and grind down the pace and make sure this is a, a real honest effort. And then for that third for that third spot. I, I I will pick someone, um, the Bowerman person who doesn't like who looks good in the 10K but comes back for the 10K. Like I don't, it's a it's a placeholder. I'll just say Fisher. I will say Fisher for for the sake of argument here. So I think it's going to be I think Chalimo, Bohr, and and Fisher are going to make the team. It's going to be an all timer though. I obviously think Cooper Tier has a chance. If Cole Hawker ends up running it, I think Cole Hawker has a chance as well. You cannot discount the closing speed as well, too. But I think there's just going to be enough enough of a, a wind-up to this race that's going to take it out of their legs. We could see something real fast. You know, We could see something sub for a championship race, that is. We could see something sub-13-10 here. So you're not that shocked that I think Tier can make the team? If I said that in, in, in December of 2020, you'd be like, you're crazy. You're right. just an Oregon stan right now. Like, come on, man. Cooper Tier ain't making no Olympic team. But, I, like, I'm now there. I'm there that I think he can make the Olympic team. You know, it's a shame Lincoln's not here because Lincoln discussing Grant Fisher and Cooper Tier's head would have exploded because he'd been talking about <laughs> them for, like, since they were born. It would have been a much bolder pick. Yes, you're right. Beginning of 2020. Heck, even beginning of 2021. But you're you're talking about a guy who – on the year has run the fourth fastest time in the U S and has 350 miler speed. And we just saw him close sub 55. You have all the ingredients there to make a team. Like it's all there. It's all there. There isn't any weakness in his game. The only issue is, yeah, he's going up against a, a very stout field to, to make this uh, squad women's 5,000. I think this it kinda, one is a one last more thing straightforward. Thing. Go ahead. One last thing. It kind of reminds me of uh, Jenkins in 2016. Jenkins, yeah. I think it was one year out of college or just out of college, and he got fourth in the Olympic 5K. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminds me of like that realm of this, the young kid tier. So, yeah. Anyway, I'm hoping I'm right on this pick, the tier. I'm very happy I've come to accept that I think tier is going to be an Olympian in 2021. All right. Women's 5K. Uh so when I did the rankings, I had to include Purier in the rankings, mm-hmm. even though she's not going to run it um, mm-hmm. because she'll make the fi- the fifteen hundred. Um, I'm going Schweizer for the win. I think Rachel Schneider yeah. uh, gets second, and I think Josette Norris gets third. I think this this event just got. Crazy different because if you take out Cranny, Purier, and Shelby, it all of a sudden mm-hmm. becomes wide open. And, and Jenny Simpson's not Robert, the same Jenny Simpson. So Robert and Robert. scratched yeah, as Robert. well. It's true. Yeah. And I, I think it, Sisson is still entered in this. So I don't think we can entirely 
you know, count her out. Although I think most people think the better chance for her is in the 10,000. Yeah. This just changed over the last couple of weeks dramatically. Well, starting with the decision to put it at the same time as the 1500 totally changed this. Um, totally changed this equation. So this is why I was confused about Cranny because I could slot her into third here pretty easy. Wait, Sisson's in it? Isn't she? She's on my list. She scratched. She scratched the five? Yeah. Let me me check. Oh, wow. Wait, if she's back in it, that'll be hilarious. I think she scratched. No, yeah, she's not entered. Sisson's not in the 5K. Come on. Sisson's not entered in the 5K? No. Wow. Okay. See, for a second there, you got... For a second there, you got nervous because you thought, man, you did your rankings at 4 a.m. and you might have missed it. Yeah. So, okay. Sisson scratch. Okay. So Sisson, Sisson scratched it. She's going all in on the 10, which we'll talk about next. But I would have put Cranny in the 2-3 spot here. Easy. Easy. Yeah. The, the, with her 10K ability and her, 50, and her 1500 meter ability, I think it just was a natural fit for her to, to run really well and could just work with uh, Schweizer and, and get on this team. But if you're saying you don't think she's going to be there, if you're saying she's got to run the 15, uh, just based on the order, I don't see any – like your your order makes plenty of sense. I mean, Alec Bohowski has run you know, sub-15, but I'd be more inclined to pick Norris for it. So, yeah, Schweizer, Schneider, Norris. And if Cranny's there, I think Cranny, uh, for whatever reason, I think she's going to make the team, and, and I would move Norris down. Yeah, I, I think maybe Jerry's thinking with Schweizer and Cranny, it's like, hey, let's split them up in the 15 and the 5 so they have a better chance of making a team, and then they both can come back in the 10K as their backup. You know, like, it's it's better for them to kind of have, get one of three instead of trying to get two of three. You know? Well, let's just talk about the, can we just talk about the 10K now then? No, we, no we're going in order, man. What's Wait, so what, what's your picks? What's your picks? My okay. picks are your, are your picks, picks because there's there's not many options there. I thought there was going to be a million things to choose from, and between all the scratches and the, the double attempts, I'm going to go Schweizer, Schneider, Norris. Yeah, you got to blame the Cranny, makers for this situation. But I think Cranny could make it. Oh, yeah. I think Cranny could make it. So I think – I don't know if there's our time to change it. I, just, I think her running the five makes so much more sense than the 15 where you have all those people uh, around that low four spot. I don't know. Interesting decision. So, okay, you don't want to allow me to go to the... No, the, we have to do the multis. It's decathlon go. and heptathlon time, man. Okay, do it. You're do so it. annoyed. We need to give all of the events equal treatment here. This is the mega podcast pod preview. I, I'm not saying show. skip the event. I'm just. I'm not saying skip the event. I'm just saying let's just do the 10K because we're rolling into it so effortlessly, but now you've screwed no, up the no, transition. No, no, so. no, 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 no. No, we're talk. Not, we're not talk. rolling the 10 Talk your hep deck. Let's go. Uh, so decathlon and heptathlon are kind of a unique event to kind of judge because you don't do that many performances, right? You normally do one or two a year, if that. And sometimes you're just kind of focusing on individual events. So it's kind of really know what your true championship decath mark can be and your heptath mark can be. I think when it comes to both of these fields, you kind of just have to look at the more established athletes as the ones who are more likely to qualify 
And there's always a big drop off. Normally there's like two to three to four people who are just so much better than the rest of the field. On the men's side, you got kind of a big three in Scantling, Williams, and Zemek. Zemek, however, he hasn't thrown down his mark until re- uh, recently. So I'm going to go with Scantling, Williams, and then Solomon Simmons, who's been doing the multis for I don't know how long, but he's always been a consistent guy. He has a PB of 8.227. So I'm going Scantling, Williams, and Simmons is my pick. What are you doing? Oh, man, you got to put – you got to put double Z in there. Z-Mac, man, for that double third Z? spot behind Scant. Yeah, that's what, that's what I got. What about Heptathlon? Heptathlon, okay. same thing, but there's a big two in Erica Bogard yeah. and Kendall Williams. Talked about Williams. She could have probably made the team in the long jump if she wanted to. They are 400 points better than everyone else. So Bogard and Williams is going to be everyone one, two. Question is, who's going to get third? I don't know, right? Uh... I think maybe you got to go with some. I think Brooks. She comes from. I think she's one. She competed at Arkansas, so she's got some good yeah. experience there. So I'm going Bogard, Williams. Sorry, I'm writing this down as I go. Bogard, Williams, and Brooks. Talia Brooks. What do you do? Yep. Yeah, that was a I quick. That's, I mean, that was like yeah, whatever you say, because I want to talk about the 10K pick. No, 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 no. I mean, there's four, there's four women at the entered at 6,200. So it's just like throw a dart at a board, right? On those yeah. ones. I yeah. think, I think Brooks is a, I think Brooks is a good pick. I'd probably stick with, with Brooks there, but Martin Hawkins hall, all right there. We've made it to the end. The final event, men's and women's 10 K. It's not the final Which event. It's actually one of the first events first that we actually get the, to watch. So it's perfect for timing the, for the men. For the women, it's at the end. All right, let's continue with the women. Let's just continue with the segue I was trying right. to make before okay. <laughs> you, you jumped in front of me there, which was Sisson. Sisson being the top – because you're talking about spreading out the qualifiers, right? But there's no – like the 10,000 is different than the 5,000, not just in distance, but in the people that are running, a.k.a. Emily Sisson. Like Emily Sisson is a threat to make the team. And that's, and when you only have three spots, if you have one person who's that good in it, like, and you can avoid that person, you should try to avoid that person. So I would feel, I would feel uh, a bit nervous if I was putting all my eggs in the, in the, or at least not running the 5k and going to the 10k. That being said, if Schweizer runs it, I think she makes the team. I feel good about Schneider. I feel good about Cranny and I feel good about, Sisson, but my final three will be well. First of all, let me just ask you this: Do you think Schweizer will double if she makes it in the five? Yeah, I think everyone's going to come back and do the ten. The question is, will they scratch it and give the fourth place finisher the actual Olympic spot? Okay, like that's so I'll just tell you situation. The, just, we don't. You, the, we, you gotta assume they're gonna run. Cranny and Schweizer are running. You gotta assume that. Yeah, I'll just tell you who, the three who I think are gonna cross the line first we'll decide yeah. who actually runs the olympics later i think schweizer sisson schneider are my top three that's oh, no cranny yeah correct so this is the one event where for, for the record i'm going schweizer cranny schneider as my top three but there's an athlete who 
I'm not sure it's in or out. We don't know yet. We're still waiting. And that's Wayne Kalati. Wayne Kalati has yet to officially have her U.S. citizenship, but she's on the entries and she provisionally will be accepted. Like she has the time to get in. The question is, yeah. she needs to make sure she has her citizenship in time before the 10K gun goes off. Uh, let's assume that she gets it. Where do you think Kalati? Do you think Kalati? I think Kalati yeah. could break it into the top three, right? I mean, she's run 31 10. She, yeah. was, she was right there with Schneider. Uh, she has a similar yeah. PB uh, season's best to Schneider and Infeld. So, like, you got to think that she can yeah. be in there. Oh, 100%. I think she would be in that group with with that, I don't know, top six or seven, right? Cranny, Schweizer, Sisson, yeah. um, Enfeld, Schneider, Monson, Kalati, or something like that. Like she would definitely yeah. be in the top top six or seven and could have the possibility to to move in the top three. Certainly. Certainly. I just think this one is going to be one where – because we're doing – daily podcasts throughout the trials for those of you who don't know we'll be doing the recaps every single night so as soon as the meet is over you can hop on to this channel and watch us uh this will be one of those things that just like when we get to day five or six we're like hey can we redo those 10k picks because so many other things have happened to change our priors about what what's going to happen in that race so we are allowed to change our our picks only if someone in our top three officially scratches it's the only time we can change it. Oh, so yeah, I'm not talking about I'm not talking about like officially scoring it for the purposes of bragging rights. I'm just talking about the whole dynamic of the race is going to shift once we see the 5,000 and the 1,500. That's uh, true. The men That's will true. be different. The men will be different because the men, it's right off the bat, right? So we're going to see Lamong, Fisher, Kincaid, True, Jenkins, Bohr, Klecker, Career. Like they're going to be in that race unless something horrible has gone has gone wrong. The men's 10K. You could see a Bowerman sweep. You could see a Bowerman sweep. You could also see a situation where, you know, Ben True works his way in there. Emmanuel Bohr, who I talked about in the 5K preview, gets in there. Jenkins, you know, gets redemption for 2016. A lot of different possibilities here. Yeah, I do think we will see a, a Bowerman 1-2. I think Fisher, this is Fisher's meet. Fisher is going to win the 10 and the 5. I think he starts it with this win in the 10, comes back and wins the five. Wow. He's, I think he's the best distance runner right now in our nation. Uh, Grant Fisher, mark it, book it. Uh, I think Lamont finds a way to make the team. My uh, pick for third, I think Klecker. I think he's kind of just, he's consistent. I think Klecker just finds a way to get third. I think the 10K is weird because there's going to be a lot of people who give up on it. There's going to be people who are like, uh, I'm out. Like if they if they know they're not going to have it, they're going to pull the plug early because they want to be fresh as fresh as possible for the 5K. So I can see a lot of people we think would kind of try to typically grind through it and try to sneak in for a top five. No, there's no goal for like running hard to get fourth. So if you yeah. know you're not going to be top three by mile four, you might just like all right, I'm done. Um, mm -hmm. But I think Fisher Lamont. Clacker is going to be my team. Which I like how you team? anointed Grant Fisher just now, the best distance runner in the United States. You yeah. sneakily did that just right under the radar. Yeah, I mean, it's true. We'll see. We don't have to wait long to find out. We'll see. I mean, 2711, 1302. 
We'll see what happens now in the championship part of the season. Any last words before we begin to wrap? Well, what's you? your team? What's your team? Oh, I, you I'm going to go, man, I'm going to go, I'm going to put True on the team just because he's yeah. always there. I'm going to go Fisher, Lamong, True. With the caveat that Woody Kincaid is just hanging out there and could win this race as well, too. Okay, so now here's the question. Where does Galen Rupp finish? I'm surprised he's going to run this, to be honest. I mean, it's a great workout for him. What's his – what did he run? 28. Uh oh, oh, something. 28 flat. Yeah, yeah. 28 dead. Uh, Galen Rupp does not score points. He does not finish in the top eight. I think he runs – I think he might. I think he gets 12th. Depends on the weather, though, too. It's supposed to be really hot. And you're right. If there was a bunch of DNFs, maybe he. Yeah, Galen has no reason to DNF. He's going to be like, I'm here just to get, you know, 25 laps in. So I think he's going to, I fit, I think he's going to grind it out. I I have him ranked sixth in my Flowjack rankings because he's, it's Galen Rupp. Mm -hmm. You know, I think he's going to, he wouldn't enter, he's not going to enter this meet to finish 20th. That makes no sense. Like, what's the point of that? Go to the Olympic trials so you can get, 20th like well i mean if his his don't seat show up accurate, if you're... though his seat he wasn't like chilling in that race he was going hard right but that race was trying to run sub 28 and he ran 28 flat like it wasn't like i'm trying to run 27 15 i don't know i think i think he's gonna finish top eight i i think especially I'll with the, the dnf over. factor okay i'll take well that's an easy over to take I'm not well. I just right, how about, so maybe you shouldn't have well, no, set no. the line the way you did then. No, I'm gonna set the line never, at set the line at ten. Never, never go to Las Vegas. Over. I'll take I'm the, the over line at ten. Answer. Over. Okay, I'll take the under of ten. Um, you think he can beat? You okay. think he can, actually? Here, here's the here's the pick. Here's the pick. Which Mike Smith athlete? Which Mike Smith coached athlete will finish first? So Abdi Hamidner or Galen Rupp? Yeah. Abdi Hamidner's looking good. Uh, exactly. What but are your I think Abdi Hamidner's gonna. Yeah, I think Abdi Hamid. He's too young. He's gonna. It's the Olympic trials. Nope. Galen Rupp. I I I think Rupp will beat Nur. I think Rupp will beat Nur. Wrong answer. The answer is Abdi Hamid Nur. Don't don't pick against Abdi Hamid, man. No. The new the new generation is coming up. Book it. You could put some money on that one as well too. Uh, also, okay, we'll leave it there. Shout out. Hold on. One more thing. Big big shout out to USATF. They did let James Mawara of Gonzaga into the meet, even though he didn't technically declare on time. They they just played. They just recognized. All right. Yeah, we get it. You ran really fast at NCAs. We'll let you in. So I think USATF did a good solid, which is what you should do when you recognize like, hey, it's not the hardest to make a change. Make the change, and USATF did the right thing. Let James Mawar of Gonzaga. For those who don't know, he didn't declare on time, but he ran his time at NCAs, which is after the date, blah, blah, blah. But he's in. So big ups to James Mawar uh, getting his first lick at the Olympic trials in the 10K. So, okay. So a, there's a couple of questions that were in the chat that I wanted you to address real quick. Um, standard issue with the world rankings and stuff. What events, if any, will that impact when it actually shakes out, do you think? I mean, it will affect. Uh, affect field events i think okay. uh but like that's what like, eh, who cares about not who cares but like it's not there 
it's just it's always it's always affected field events. So it's not really that big of a difference. Sprint events, it's not going to matter at all. Everyone's going to have it. You're going to have to run a standard to be top three anyway. So I think it could affect uh, the 800 maybe if we get a weird race where it's a sit and kick and you have Isaiah Harris doesn't have the standard and he gets third in a sit and kick. So that could be a weird situation. I still think you could get it in the 15. You're definitely not going to get the standard in the in the final. So if, you know, like we said, Johnny Gregoric gets in or Sam Prakel or anyone else, uh, like Cole Hawker. Cole Hawker doesn't have the standard. That's the big one. Cole Hawker doesn't have the standard. So he's going to have to get in on world ranking. Uh, and I think he will because he's run a bunch. And I think if he runs a top three at an A-level meet, which I think the trials will be, that should help him. But Cole Hawker is probably the biggest question mark because he's going to have to get in on world ranking. And as of right now, his world ranking isn't high enough. But that world ranking does not include his NCA performance. So yeah. when they include NCA performances, his world ranking might go up a bit. Uh, okay. And then... Women's steeple, maybe. Anywhere else? Danny Jones. She doesn't have the standard in the 15, and that could be a slow sit and kick that Danny Jones could get third. So it's still it's going to okay. be the 1500 where we would see something crazy happen. All right. We'll leave it there. There's a bunch of more questions, but we'll get to them when we kick off our day the recap pods starting on Friday every single day after the Olympic trials. Keep it locked here. We did to the it. Podcast. Thank you to Gordon, who woke up at what time? 4 a.m. And thanks to Cole for producing this long, long show. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. <laughs> we will talk to you guys on Friday.